Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> Right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right? Hi. I'm Alexander Chester. And Av, come have sex with my mother and father. I'm Av Sadensky. I'm Jewish. And that's why I look different. And I'm Zach Brooks. And I... Came in like a wrecking ball. Turn the volume <laughs> well, down. <laughs> well, welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. And uh, for most of the last three months and March and April of this coming year, a Party Down podcast. But we are, here, we are here today to discuss the night before, which was originally released on November 20th, 2015. With us, as you just heard, is Zach Brooks, whose idea it was for us to watch this movie. So, Zach, welcome and tell us, uh, why are we watching this movie today? Well, because <laughs> it's Christmas season, right? Is that mm. that we're watching this? Yeah, I think it's you never too late. It. I think you did recommend it around Christmas. I did. Uh, so I actually have a rule that I don't like. I'm Jewish, but I love Christmas movies and I don't watch Christmas movies when it's not Christmas season, except for this podcast. I did bring mm. that up okay. to you guys. Um, oh well. well. Well, you say Christmas season. When does the Christmas season end? And on that note, may I? On that note, may I say, Av, it's January eighteenth. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Yeah. Uh, no, Christmas season ends on Christmas Day, and it starts the day after Thanksgiving. It's a very mm, okay. set window. Um, Although this movie I, no, released on November twentieth, I'm guessing they were released before the Thanksgiving weekend to try and get in the Thanksgiving crowd. True. Yeah, I think if you're releasing a movie, you go a little bit before. But you know, yeah. it's, and I don't think this movie is much of a hit. Sadly, this is like. I was trying to put my list. I think this is my number five Christmas movie of all time. I was trying to pull up my. Record. Oh wow! Um, I I love this movie, and uh, I crack up every time I watch it. This is the second time I watched it in the last month. I was very excited to have reason to watch this, even though it's no longer the Christmas season. What's your number one Christmas movie? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, I believe. Uh, okay. And then Home Alone is up there. Die Hard. Okay, here we go. It's yeah. a number. It's a Wonderful Life. Home Alone. Die Hard. A Christmas Story. The Night Before. And then Mixed Nuts is my number six. I really like I the diversity of genre in your. <laughs> yeah. Scene. Yeah. And yeah, actually, Home Alone. I had, I had a Home new Alone. entrant into my top 10, and it's a Brazilian Christmas movie that I watched just last year called Just Another Christmas. It's basically like uh-huh. the Christmas version of Groundhog Day, but it's very good. Watch oh, it interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never heard of that. Um, yeah. Home Alone is my number one by like a mile. I watch it every year at Christmas season. It's like become our family thing. Everyone knows. Um, but like, we will we'll watch it up. My kids we'll just watch it, it for the first years. time last week. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. It's like it's a, a wonderful movie. life, though, is a classic. And we just talked, we talked about that on Movie Ladder like, uh, I don't know, four yeah. or five weeks ago. So check that out. Yeah. I just saw it for the first time like two or three years ago. Um, or maybe even more recently. I don't know. Time is all confusing. These well, days, I, they but, used uh, to have a thing that I, saw I would go recently. to that was at the theater in D.C. where they would do an event for It's a Wonderful Life and people would show up in ugly Christmas sweaters and it just made it had more than just the movie. It just felt more of an experience. Right. 
But do you know this movie uh, that we're discussing today, the night before, inspired me? I bought an ugly Hanukkah sweater because of this movie. I almost wore an ugly Christmas sweater, but then I was like, "That's pointless. It's just only you two would see yeah. what I'm wearing." So, um, well, I, I, yeah. I went to an actual like Hanukkah party this year where you were supposed to wear an ugly sweater, and I just wore one of my regular sweaters. And Jen wore another of my regular sweaters. And when we walked in the host said, "Oh, those sweaters are both amazing." <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. I was like, "Wait a second, yeah." yeah. By the way, this is now the second week in a row that we picked a movie whose title was complete garbage for SEO. Anything I tried to Google about this movie, I just got the poem. Oh, that's true. Well, but I do think it's fitting because uh, a little behind the scenes, we tried to record this last night and one Mm. of the hosts, not me, uh, fell asleep. (laughs) And so I said in our group chat, I said, I said, well, we were ready the night before we were supposed to record. Yeah, that's true. We certainly were. Well, some of us were. So, yeah. uh, so but wait, alas, here we are. So, Zach, did you see this movie in theaters? Yes. I, so I've seen this movie probably like five or six times, and awesome. I crack up so hard every time I watch it. Like, the, I think this is one of the funniest movies. Mm. <laughs> it's all because of Seth Rogen and Michael Shannon, really. Like, they they just carry this movie so well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this is a movie... There, there were two movies when I was in college. There was like this uh, free channel, like there was a channel in our college, which is like <laughs> movies going like on a loop all the time. And in uh-huh. February of 2004 uh, or 2005, one of the years, whatever it was, the two movies they had going on a loop were Anchorman and Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Why do you movies. remember the date of that? Like, I, we need to dig into that a little bit. The, like, well, I'll why do you know it was February? Yeah, okay, please. Well, because I'm because, anyways, the point is, I I watched each of those movies one time, and I was like, okay, that's funny, that's okay. And then I watched it a second time, and I ended up watching each of those movies a hundred times over that month. And so that's why I remember the month because it was like the only two movies I ever watched on that channel, and I watched them both a hundred times that month and became obsessed with them. But they, they were movies that each time I saw it, I liked it even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ten, obviously, at a later point, was a movie like that for me, as we discussed in the last episode of this. And, and this movie, I saw this movie twice. In the last, like in pre- preparation for this podcast, I had never heard of it before. Somehow, okay, yeah, it was new for it was new for both of you, right? It was new for you too. Yeah, huh? yeah, I think I was vaguely aware of it. Maybe from you, Zach, even mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, talk about it. Was probably more, most likely. Yeah, um, but yeah, I wasn't really familiar with it, so but it was uh, fun is... to go into this. And and it's like loaded. This cast is amazing. Well, mm-hmm. that's why it's so weird. Like this movie is so up my alley. So I'm confused how I wasn't aware of it to such an extent right. that like I had literally never heard of it. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I, I remember hearing about it and then I think I like rented it on digital and then I've watched it a couple twice in the last month. So I've I've watched a bunch of times. I don't know how I first came of note of it, but I think like I I challenge if Seth Rogen is better than any other movie than this. I think Ooh, this is his high wow. point. Um, I just he's he's incredible. I think Michael Shannon knocks out of the park and hits limited um, and you know, I think I think some of the weak points is like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is pretty annoying, as we'll get to. Um, he's very whiny. It's probably the fucking asshole yeah. of the week. Um, <laughs> yeah. So why, why don't we just quickly just like round out like who our uh, main players are here? We have yeah. uh, we you know we talked about Seth Rogen. He's Isaac. Um, he's going to be married to Jillian Bell, who of course we know from Curb with the uh, with the belly, right? The, was, yeah, uh, the, the, mid- bear the bear midriff. And I totally right? forgot Seth Rogen cameos in Curb as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that, that yeah, that's a curb couple. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, they they should get sweatshirts. So like, I met my shirts on a mm-hmm. curb set. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, yeah, so we got that. We got Joseph Gordon Levitt. He's really, I guess, he's really the main character. At least he's like you know the main protagonist that they present his perspective for most of the movie. He is, but um, in all the marketing materials, Seth Rogen is in the center. Like I think they oh, made this sure. movie around Joseph yeah. Gordon Levitt, and they're like, oh wait, actually, yeah. like. 
Yeah, so he's Ethan. Um, he's the one who, you know, we find out right at the beginning his uh, parents died when he was young. And then our third member of this trio, our three musketeers, is, of course, Anthony Mackie, uh, who plays Falcon in the Marvel movies, uh, eventually Captain America. Uh, and he plays Chris Roberts, who now is a professional basketball player. Football, football player. He's football a wide player. receiver okay. on the Giants or the Jets. Okay. Yes, they don't specify, but he yeah. lives in New York. And I think he's got to be on the Giants because he talks about how he has to play in Philly the next week. Yes. So. Uh, okay. not, it's And not only that, but also his quarterback, like they've talked about how he's won a championship and stuff. And like, you know. Oh, yeah. Nice. His quarterback is That's on the football. Side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. saying it. it's unlikely. Oh, I don't know how I, mi- I don't know how I missed that. That was football or whatever. I guess I yeah. was like, not who did who, who did you think um, the, um, the the Aaron Hill, Tommy Owens? Who did you think that was? Um, his quarterback, yeah, the Messiah, like, the yeah, Kentucky. I mean, yeah, it's, right. he's Daniel Jones, right? Before Daniel Jones, they made this and they knew that there was going to be a new Messiah in New York. Oh, yeah, that's sacrilegious. Is he supposed much. to be Eli? Do you think, like, is he think he's uh, bit, I mean, well, I don't think, no, I mean, Eli's not exactly a party guy, Eli's more of a, but they're basing it off, you know, the idea of there being a quarterback in New York who's a you know, won a Super Bowl there. So, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's happened true. before. Um, and yes. and it took me a couple of watches. I was like, I, I feel like the guy and going way way late in the movie in the club with the Messiah. I'm like, he looks really familiar. And then I, I didn't realize until way later that was Baron Davis in that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that on IMDb, and then I was mm. trying to figure out who it was. Yeah. Well, no, Baron Davis plays Baron Davis. Right, he's playing himself, but they don't. They never call him Baron Davis. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about that for a second. So Baron Davis plays. Oh, Baron maybe Davis. that's why I thought it was basketball because of Baron Davis. Then I yeah. was like, oh, it's ba- yeah, whatever. So yeah, so Baron. Davis I wasn't really paying attention. Is, <laughs> the sports part is never identified, but if you recognize his face, you know who that is, right? And then of course Miley Cyrus obviously plays Miley Cyrus, although you can call her Hannah. No, no she's actually Hannah, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm fucking with you. I'm very drunk. Um, and then James Franco plays a guy named James with who a great I didn't really. Who I yes, who I didn't realize is actually James Franco. He's playing himself. Oh, I didn't realize he was playing himself. And yeah, I guess oh, so, yeah, we, okay. Well, oh, so save that for the cameo. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, I didn't realize that in, until I saw the cast. I'm like, wait a second, that was him. And then I Googled him. I'm like, oh yeah, that was like a running joke. Uh, and, and 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 so I discovered that between my first watch and my second watch, and it made me enjoy my second watch. Right <laughs> so. And then, you know, since since this movie, James Franco is, is James Franco canceled? Is he like semi what's what's the cancellation? I think he did James something Franco. bad, but I I I, I I'm I'm embarrassed to admit there or maybe whatever I'm ignorant of exactly the details so I won't you know opine further. Yeah, I feel like I, because I James no Franco is kind of Johnny Depp ish that he just gets canceled by association. But <laughs> I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's actually done anything. That seems that seems fair. Yeah, <laughs> I like that policy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's similar to Johnny Depp is canceled, mm-hmm. or just whatever to somebody else. You know, it's like cancellation by association, right? Yeah. Oh, just oh, the general concept. Yeah. Yeah, you're out too. Mm-hmm. Just cause. That's how uh, it should go. But uh, yeah, other connections to uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. You know, if we're gonna ladder to it, so Lizzie Kaplan plays Ethan's girlfriend in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Do either of you well, know what her name was in time. this? Diana. Yes. But is it because you have the cast list in front of you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I've seen this movie a million times and I have no idea what her character's name is. I know there's yeah. Sarah as her friend played by Minnie Kaling, but I yeah. don't know what her name is. She's great. She, she likes coppery drinks, but not so much bloody drinks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one and, time and then, we were, I was hanging out with uh, uh with uh, Aton uh, and Orly friends of the pod Alex that you know and they were going on and on and on how they were like they know the movie pitch perfect backwards and forwards and like they could go to trivia and they would dominate it and then someone's like oh um what's the name of the main character in Pitch Perfect and neither of them do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 
I, I I've seen that movie a bunch of times as well. I, I like that movie a lot. I have no idea. It's uh, yeah, I, I could not tell you what her name is. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, names are hard. Um, anyway, so sorry. Uh, uh, did you know a fun fact that I think you just taught me this week? Yeah, the, uh, the television show Seinfeld was named yes. after <laughs> its, its co-creator and star Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Yes, let's. Uh, I told you to store that one away. Next time we yeah. go to trivia, um, yeah, I get like you know when you for some reason when you like use Reddit, I don't even. I probably have some stupid notification on that. I that I always like it'll like just like send you random alerts for the categories that you like subscribe to. Not even that you so, subscribe like, to, tell- that you click on. I'm like afraid to click oh, yeah. on anything on Reddit Sorry, because probably. then I'm like I don't want to yeah. get emails about this. Like if I right. click on like Minnesota Timberwolves Reddit to see one link, then I'm going to start getting emails about it. Yeah, so like I usually get ones about like Seinfeld and Curb and whatever, and it's like the one I got from Seinfeld today was like Seinfeld was based on the life of comedian Jerry Seinfeld. Did you know that? I was like, yes, I did know that. Oh my god, that's the main thing that everyone knows about it. My emails are just the Bill Simmons Reddit and Vegan Reddit, basically every day, and Orange Theory Reddit. <laughs> I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. Um. I like the one where it's uh, I think it's like tip of my tongue where yes. like people just like describe things and then Reddit like solves it for them. It's like, oh, I saw this movie. It has a guy. And yeah. they're like, every, they figure out what you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I get that one as well in my emails. Yeah, that one's very cool. So, uh, And the other the other actor who's in this that connects to pretty, pretty, pretty good that I had totally forgotten until I watched this. This Christmas, uh, I think like I watched like Christmas Eve or a couple days before. Uh, Nathan Fielder plays Joshua. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. yes, the limo driver from yes. rehearsal. Yeah, and, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But like, can you guys think of him in any other movies? I think that's the only movie uh, I've he's ever seen in, in. No, he's in what's it called? He's in um, the Disaster Artist. He plays oh. uh, the friend with the glasses, the from the room. Oh. Um. <laughs> Who yeah. gets his glasses uh, smashed? Yeah, Kyle, quit playing psychologist. Uh, I don't yes, know yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. He's that guy. From the, there's the there's also Chris R in the room as well. Actually, now that we're talking about this, uh, there's Chris there R. Is Chris drug R. Yeah. Yes, Lots yeah. Of the same we don't know what kind of drugs. Yeah, but what kind of drugs? He was he was on Marcel the show with shoes on. No, I didn't see that. Which, I heard it's which, good. Which I saw. Oh, do you like it? Yeah, I want to I mean, see I, it. I don't really remember it, so I guess people loved okay. it. Okay. I just yeah. never got around to it. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he doesn't often play uh, characters who aren't uh, versions of himself. I mean, he's basically playing himself. Like this could just be yeah. Nathan for you. Like I'm gonna pretend to be somebody's limo yeah. driver and like get in a car accident. And, like I, I love when he's just like I messed up. I, oh. yeah. <laughs> like his reaction is so good. That's, uh, yeah, no, he's great. Yeah. Um, I, I had a I had a very similar. I I like I spot Canadian accents very easily for some mm-hmm. reason, and so as soon as he lowers the window, he immediately he's rocking his Canadian accent. Very Canadian in yeah, that scene. Much yes. more so than Seth Rogen, who Seth Rogen it appears sometimes. I forget but, uh, he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Vancouver, but uh, Nathan uh, Nathan yeah. is quite explicit. Uh, I, at the hotel that I was staying at this morning. Uh, there was another person checking in as I was checking out, and she's like, "My name is whatever," and she says R O Z, and the person behind the, the counter looked at this and excuse me, and she said R O Z, and just looked at her expectantly. I was like, "Come on, Canadians, you know that like Americans don't say Z, Z. <laughs> right?" I didn't realize. Can- yeah, uh... oh, yeah, I feel like Canadians know that Americans say Z. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so 
And I, I'm not anti Z. I just don't understand like why is Z the only letter? Like why isn't B bed or like F fed? I mean, as somebody whose name starts with a Z, I don't actually appreciate at all that we eliminate the Z and use Z. I think it's bullshit. Oh, because you like Z. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Z A Z A. If I'm spelling out my name, I'm gonna say yeah. my name is Z A C H. Yeah, that's terrible. Not but like my tongue at all. Like if you're gonna argue, okay, well, it's to help differentiate letters. But like, dude, like, why not M and N? Like, they sound much more similar. Mm-hmm. Well, also, like, you use a letter that like is a little more common. We're just we're doing just fine. Whatever, everyone figures it out. Name that have to be spelled out. It's not a S S and say I N E N S K Y. It's fine. Oh man, I had somebody. I was on the phone with somebody today, and they were spelling something out, and they used the letter K to spell it out. And I think they said kite, but it did not sound like they said kite <laughs> at all. And I was like, it was very awkward. Yeah, that's elevating small talk to medium talk. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> J is a Jew. <laughs> K is in Kanye or Kyrie yeah. or the other thing. Yeah, I think I might have done J as a Jew before. For me. <laughs> it's actually, I think that's like a really hard situation when you have to spell something out. And you're like, B is in. Well, I can't say bitch. I can't say ball sack, like boner, uh, bitch, uh, uh, Brooks. Yeah, B as in Brooks. Like. B as in Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do B as in Brooks, R as in Rooks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the way to do it. <laughs> um, okay, so should we, like, uh, talk about the movie? I mean, we talk big picture. Should we go uh, through the I mean, the, do the I story? talk about why I love this movie so much? I can just give some, my like, thesis statement. Of this movie. Yeah. Give it, yes. Okay, go for it. That's a good idea. That's a, yeah. that's a very good way. And then, and then we'll go through the through the scenes. Yeah, so as, as a Jew who likes, like, I love the idea of Christmas besides, like, of the Jesus stuff, but I love, like, <laughs> right. it's like, I feel like Christmas is, like, a really good monoculture. Like, we don't have a lot of monoculture left, but everybody right. for a month I hear is, that. like, going to Christmas parties, watching Christmas mu- movies, listening to the Mariah Carey song, like, getting gifts. And I think this yep. movie sums up, like, the monoculture of Christmas and the idea and the stuff that I like about Christmas, which is, like, having fun and getting drunk and partying with your friends. Like, that's what this movie's about. And then... It also captures like getting older and having the one friend who's like, well, this person's becoming a real adult. Like they're about to have a kid and we're starting to grow apart, but we're growing apart in new ways and our friendships are evolving. Um, and I think this movie is just like a great time capsule of 2015. We get the Kanye song in here. We get James Franco. Like we get all of these like references to things that were really interesting at the time. And now we can look back seven years later and be like, oh man, remember when like, Wrecking Ball was a song that everybody listened to. And, <laughs> um, and it's just really fun. It's a fun movie. It's quick. It goes by really fast. Like I, it, it's, I, I seriously do not laugh out loud as much at anything else as I do when I watch this movie and mostly like the Seth Rogen stuff. So that's, awesome. that's my thesis. Yeah, I, that's why I love this movie. I like that. I like that. I definitely see a lot of that in here. Um, there, there definitely were lots of things that I liked. I thought this was a very fun movie. Um, but um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good uh, intro as we jump into it. Alex, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, well, I mean, I was just saying before the reason I referenced those two movies from February is because this is a movie. The first time I saw it, I didn't really like it so much. The, the first half hour, I was like bored. I I may have stopped it if I wasn't doing a podcast on it. Oh well. And then by the time I finished it, I was like, oh no, that was pretty good. And the second time, I was laughing so hard the entire time I was watching it, and like I'm looking forward <laughs> to the third time already. So, yeah. I, I mean, I look at like the letterbox scores of all the people I'm friends with. And there's not a single one over three and a half stars on hmm. Letterbox. It's got well, three point one average. Like it's got sixty nine on Rotten Tomatoes. Like ha- have them go watch it a second time though and see if the numbers mm-hmm. rise. 
Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, and I think it's got so many random cameos that pop up, like Jason Manzukis in like two second scene as the uh, Santa that we see, and Tracy Morgan as Santa Claus. Like, I yeah, don't know, yeah, um yeah so we um yeah so our basic premise here you know we we kind of mentioned the top uh ethan's parents die very very close to 9 11 so it's like it's like a double tragedy like, oh, true, yeah. first like this kid went through 9 11 and now his, and then his parents like separately died in a car accident like it's mm-hmm. like annoying that like you know you people just continue to die the regular ways even after so 9/11. yeah <laughs> it really was yeah it really, it really was <laughs> Um, I got off of school for a couple of days, I think. Oh, we didn't get off school. I guess New York, New York. Yeah. Wait, wait, Av, were you, were you back in America by then? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was more than 11 days later. Got it. Yeah. I was in class in New York City on 9 11. Hmm. Well, you were told not to go, obviously, to class that day. You got the middle. Well, we, I was already in class. It's like 9 a.m. Yeah. Everybody's at school. Yeah. yeah I, I, was, yeah. I was making an anti Semitic uh, joke, but uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, the rabbi was starting. You know, we had uh, we had the Hebrew, you know, rabbi Talmud classes in the morning, and the rabbi was already starting to teach. And some kid comes in and starts yelling about an airplane, and the, and the rabbi's like, "Get out of here! <laughs> what are you like? What are you doing? Making all fucking you know?" He kicks the kid out, and then like another kid comes and is like, "There's like two planes," and everyone's like, "What the hell?" And then you know. You, you know the rest of the story. Yeah, everybody, tell, everybody tell us what, what happened next. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the ra- the rabbi was like so certain that this kid was just like uh, you know a troublemaker. Uh, to be fair, he was probably right. <laughs> the other nine hundred. <laughs> yes, he that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's stop talking about nine eleven and get back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just the proximity you can't overlook. Listen, um, usually it's the Holocaust. Today it's nine eleven. That's fine. Yeah. Um, how did you like like the intro where they you know kind of like tell the the background in the you know the the night before Christmas rhyme? Um, I think it's fine. I think it feels like that was all added after they had done the movie because they needed some sort of framing device. And I mean, Av, you're more of a you know you're you're a big movie watcher as well. Like, does that feel like a kind of a reshoot type thing or something that's tacked on, or did that feel like part of the movie? Um, that's interesting. I didn't think of that, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, but but. Like, I don't know why you would go for that choice, though. Like, why do you need a framing device for this movie? Like, and just because you want to get Tracy Morgan. Yeah, you know, this is Tracy Morgan. After I guess. And... I think they're just I think that they called every single possible comic actor. They could. Think right. Said, <laughs> if you just... want to get in it, we'll find a place for you. OK, yeah. Alana Glazer, you're in. OK, you're going to be. Got it. The so then they figured yeah. out. All right, we'll put a we'll put in a Tracy post-credit Morgan, in, uh, yeah. in front and, and put a title together. All right. He, fair. I think he plays a great Santa. Like, he's phenomenal. As Santa. Well, and oh, he's, he's, of course he's phenomenal. He's Tracy Morgan. Yeah. And he's Black Santa, which ties to uh, Chris's Black Santa sweater that he wears. Yeah. Which which Chris calls uh, vaguely racist. <laughs> Yeah, but I think sure. that's, well, that's also a great sweater. I think it's only yeah. vaguely racist if like one of us wore that sweater. Then I think yeah, well, well I, 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 the Hanukkah sweater that I purchased for for next year's party is a similar picture, but of a of a of a stereotypical Jew. So is it vaguely anti-Semitic? The guy's got like a payas and a long beard and a like a Hebrew hammer type sweater. Yeah, well, more like a like an old rabbi, but trying to be hip mm-hmm. in his anyway. Whatever, maybe you'll see it next time. My friend has a T-shirt that says "Put the Han in Hanukkah," and it's Han Solo holding a menorah, and that's a fantastic T-shirt. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, mine uh, has a mine has a pun as well. Yeah, um, but yes, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it's fun to like. This is like, this must be before the accident, right? For Tracy Morgan, before the Walmart was it like the Walmart truck oh. or whatever that he was in that had mm. the accident. Yeah, yes, I would yeah, assume I think so. so. 
I don't know where I, why I said Walmart. I don't know why I'm associating Walmart with this accident, but for whatever reason I am. Okay. So, um, yes, go on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, right. So maybe we make this pact, right. That they're going to get together every Christmas and always, uh, you know, spend it to, you know, the, just the three of them. So that way he's never alone. Um, and it's on that first night, I think is a, you know, the, they first hear about this nutcracker ball, this mm-hmm. like exclusive party. That's like only by invite. It's impossible to, uh, you know, get an invitation. And they're kind of like, this is their white whale for all these years, right? They want to figure out what, how to get into this nutcracker ball for Christmas Eve. Um, I would love a party like this. I would love to have some sort of like, <laughs> you have to solve like an escape room to find this party. Um, I've never had anything like that. I don't think like a party wise, but I think it'd be fun. Yeah. But here it wasn't even that. Like he just like ends up like getting it completely by accident. Mm-hmm. It's not like he, like it's, it's not like you could solve it. Like either you're in or you're out. Yeah. Somehow. He's yeah. It, it, yeah. It's not like glass onion in this case. He just stole it basically. True. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I mean, there are like, it's not like you can just show up to this party. You have to figure out some, I guess it's just, yeah, you but got yeah. lucky, but. Well, and, and then, he, so here's a great thing that on the first watch, of course, meant nothing to me, but on the second watch, I noticed and really appreciated. The first time they meet up with Mr. Green, Mr. Green says, hey, yes, I have a party tonight. Mm-hmm. You want to come? And then and then Anthony Mackie, uh, Chris Rob looks at him like, uh, no, thank you. We're going to a way better party. Than <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't notice yeah. that at all. That's good. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I do good. like that a lot. Um, and I like that on the first, that opening scene where, um, where we've got Ethan as an elf, right? That he's and you know tying to party down, right? He works for catering company in this opening scene, uh-huh. and yep. um, his boss, played by Randall Park, which I think like we're many years from Randall Park being a known figure, right? At Fresh is off Randall the boat. Park on curb? He is. He's a doctor. Oh yes, yes oh, that's yes. right. Okay, so we're <laughs> after that then. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I was not, he's not is... he's not yet in Marvel. Right, Marvel, and then I think he was on Fresh Off the Boat. I didn't really watch that, but I'm pretty sure that's where he kind of made it big. So, um, but just blink and he miss him, and he's his boss telling him to stay out and keep serving people. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this tradition goes on until we reach the the year 2015, which is where the rest of this movie will take place. And, you know, everyone's getting old and moving on. Um, Chris, oh, a football player. I have that in my notes. Okay. So I don't know why I thought basketball. <laughs> um, Maybe he's a two-sport and, athlete. Uh, Baron Davis, too. Yeah. And uh, Isaac, who's, uh, you know, Seth Rogen, he's married to Jillian Bell, we said. And they have a baby on the way. And Ethan's the only one who's like, you know, he's got nothing going on. He's a struggling musician. He's, you know, doing one dead end job after another. And he wants to continue, but, you know, they're become adults. So now they can no longer ever again do the, you know, hanging out with their friends uh, tradition. Right. That's what happens Uh, when you have kids, right? You can't do anything fun with your free time. Yeah. I mean, that's not true. Like, it's not like their tradition was like they like go to Amsterdam every year. It's like they would like go to a bar and have some drinks like they don't Mm -hmm. they don't do anything insane. But like they could keep doing that, or like they could just go to one of their houses. So I mean, I'm I'm the one on this on this call without kids, but you two collectively have six kids. And before you had your first kid, in that anticipation, were you like, well, I'm never going to be able to go out and have fun again now that this child is being born? Well, I think it's I true that like your social circles can change, right? Yeah. 
but again, like as I've said, you know, it's it certainly it, it's I think it's playing a little stereotype that's not necessarily accurate. Like you can get together for one night. Now it's a holiday night, and you may have family obligations on that holiday. That's certainly true. But um, you know, I guess I but I guess that's what that's what Joseph Gordon Levitt's character is so sensitive about, mm-hmm. right? That, that that for him it has to be on Christmas because they're his only family. Also, even if like there is a point at which it's just like, oh, like we just have, like, have too much going on with like kids or whatever, it's like that's not with like when you have one one month old baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or not like, even that yet. stretches. Yeah, that stretches far. Like, the, like you're not doing anything with the baby. The baby's like a, like a potato. Like, well, and th- and that's why, honestly, you know, Isaac in this movie and Chris, they're not portrayed this way, but they're actually kind of terrible friends because. It's not that right. they have other. It's just they they just want to move on. They don't really want to be friends with yeah. him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. to dump him, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's what that's that's what I'm saying. There's no good reason why they can't keep hanging out every Christmas. It's like it's okay. Yeah. Well, and the, as as we find out, they do hang out every. You know, the the last scene that we see of them, they do hang out on the Christmas the year after, right? Like it just things change, right? Instead of going to karaoke to sing, they sing the lullaby to the baby and take the baby right seat. right okay so i mean i guess right i guess that's like that's the lesson at the end yeah but yeah i mean it's kind of obvious but i think like too <laughs> from isaac's perspective if you're about to have your first kid you're like oh my life's about to change i'm not going to be able to do this and like maybe this isn't the price like i can see from his perspective that he hasn't had the kid yet so he and he's freaking out like a whole bunch of what isaac is worried about is that you know he has the the video message to the baby and stuff like he's worried but he has this anxiety about having a baby, right? And part of that anxiety right. probably is the social situation that, like, I'm about to no longer be able to uh, to hang you know, out with my friends. Do anymore. lots of drugs and exactly. hang out, right? Yes, yeah. And Chris, like, I think all the stuff with Chris, like, it's it's kind of fun, and I think he's a funny character. But I don't know if it really makes any sense at all, um, you know. And I'm sure Alex will get more into like this guy's six years in the league and all of this stuff. But I don't. Yeah, know. <laughs> should we talk about that now? <laughs> yeah i don't know sure. Okay. sure why not so yes so this is very very frustrating obviously so they're frank, they're, they're frank it's chris, really frustrating i don't even remember which sport he plays their 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 friend chris is 34 years old okay this is the sixth year that he's been on this team they said team not league presumably like you don't just join the nfl right it's like kenny t- galladay basically you don't, right? you don't join the nfl at 29 Right. So he, he typically he, not. This would have to be his like 13th year in the league, but maybe, which is weird because in the past, you know, they didn't even, you can't just go to becoming an NFL star from like not in the NFL at wide receiver at this age. That has literally never happened ever, ever. Like that's never happened. You know, he's, he's 34 years old. It would be so, unusual. I agree. It would be unusual. Yeah, you, you can't suddenly become famous. Like it's rare for any receiver to be in the league for six years and not be a star. First of all, because you know, the average NFL length of, of career is about three years. It's unheard of for someone to make it to 34 and not have been like a name that everybody knows. So what I, I actually, I looked up every single 34 year old wide receiver. ever. Okay. Of course. And, and, and now in this movie, he's a star. He's a stud. He can't go anywhere without people taking pictures like they're talking about. But I'm like, I'm going to do a very low threshold. I said four catches a game and six touchdowns on the whole season. OK, that's all mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Four catches per game and six touchdowns. Those aren't star numbers. That's like the bare minimum to get like, you know, any kind of clout. There's only 13 receivers that have ever done that. And there, it's 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 Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison, Chris Carter, Jerry Rice. Like these are like multiple Pro Bowl to Hall of Fame guys. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody who becomes famous at 34. It's impossible. It makes no sense. It's I reject the premise. You know, he's like, oh, I've been in the team for six years, and my quarterback doesn't even know who I am until this year. Like, like what? 
any <laughs> any any teammate. There's only 48 guys on team. If you have a teammate for six years, you know who he is, no matter who he is. So um, yeah. So that was slightly annoying to me. Even I if you're using steroids. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, well, it, let's get it to the end of the movie for a second. Like, <laughs> at, at must, the very must end, we? Okay, fine. We can go in order. That's fine. <laughs> well, you, know, you say whatever you want. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, I was just going to say, like, the end of the movie is like he tells his mother and she's like, it must not have been hard to come clean to me. And it's going to be even harder to come out to everybody else. <laughs> and like, why does he have to tell the whole world he's on steroids? Like, what does that accomplish? Who does that help? <laughs> like, if he gets caught, fine. But like, if he gets like tested by the NFL and gets suspended. But like, why would he come out out of nowhere and announce it? Like, also, he should, probably should be getting tested if he's 34 years old and suddenly is having like a breakout season. Yeah. It's like, oh, he just figured it out the game. Um, Yeah, that, that whole scene reminds me of the like, the sportsmanship pass it on commercials where we have the kid. Have you ever seen those where the kid like has yeah. to go up to the ref? And he's like, Oh, actually the ball was off of me. It wasn't off of the, it yeah. wasn't off of my opponent. That's what I remind me. So I never saw that. So in the, the Christmas spirit is that you have to admit if you're taking steroids. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'd rewrite the Chris character, but I, it, maybe the penalties are less if you admit it. Mm. Could be. You know what? In the interest of full transparency, I have taken performance enhancing drugs for this podcast. So. <laughs> is, it, is your performance enhancing drug alcohol? What performance are you enhancing? Uh, I don't know. I guess that's for the listeners to decide. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know for the plot, like how you write the Chris character that would be better. Cause it does, it does accomplish a lot, you know, gets them the limo and like, oh, it has sure. people coming up to them. It has them fa- like, you have to have one guy that's famous. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe it's better if he's like an actor who suddenly made it big. Yeah, um, that that's actually more believable at that age. Yeah, I mean, and being Anthony Mackie, it'd be like, oh, I'm an actor who's suddenly like, just be Anthony Mackie. Like, I'm this random actor who's suddenly right, in I was the in MCU, a movie. and now I'm now I'm Captain America. Like, yeah, if James Franco right. is playing James Franco without mm-hmm. even telling us. Right? You know, why can't Anthony Mackie play Anthony Mackie? Because this was the year after Anthony Mackie debuts in the MCU. So this is the year after Winter Soldier. And, so and also, he, there's a, he there's a lot more actors that go to high school in New York and like special acting schools than like NFL players. Like New York City is not like a hotbed of, of football talent. Yeah. And so what you need to have is the Messiah needs to be um, Robert Downey Jr. And then he accidentally like screws up Iron Man's hand. Ah, okay. Oh, that's hand. funny. Except Robert Downey Jr. wanting drugs would make sense. I mean, I'm sorry to hear he's off the wagon, <laughs> but like. It doesn't even make sense that like the star quarterback would be like in public saying, yeah, get me lots of drugs. And and it, it, Chris Robb, he tells him like Mr. Green's like, oh, you, you, this weed's good for you. He's like, no, it's not for me. It's for my quarterback. Have you heard of his <laughs> most famous player? Like, he's just telling random drug dealers on the street. Yeah, my quarterback wants marijuana like in 2015, where it's like illegal for an NFL player. To that's, that's also what I like about this movie. I love the time capsule of weed culture in this, because yeah. now if they made this movie, it's just like, oh, I just use this app to order some weed. Well, hold on a second. Right, in 2015, right. you could text the number in Manhattan and get weed delivered to your location in under 30 minutes at any time. You could like, in 2015? A hundred. I can tell you from personal experience. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and th- yeah. This, that's a, this is not 2002, which is why it makes no sense. Like, so we're meant to believe that these three guys, one of whom is Seth Rogen, haven't like purchased weed since they were in high school. <laughs> There's no Seth Rogen character in his entire filmography <laughs> that hasn't purchased weed since high school. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah. and we, we, especially this particular Seth Rogen is specifically shown to be very into drugs. So, yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So, he's yeah, not like that, using all of them, but like not that drug. And again, I'm not saying, saying like obviously Michael Shannon is, is like a, a jewel and is a jewel always and the jewel of this movie. But like it makes no sense. This is like 1999, like like weed culture of like. I mean, know? so they wrote so Seth Rogen. I don't know if I don't think he wrote this movie, but um, 
I, I love Superbad is another movie yep. that he wrote. Yep. Um, with Evan Goldberg when they were like 12 years old yes and so Evan, I, Go- I do Evan Goldberg is is credited on the screenplay yeah. but not Seth Rogen but there's, so there's when, four when there's four writers which is interesting mm-hmm. yeah so maybe that, that goes to your point that maybe they brought in people to write like different like uh, yeah. vignettes mm-hmm. yeah and I mean all of that I don't care I, that, that, that none of that detracts from the movie because it all just like it works so well together. I don't care that there's issues with that stuff for me. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Well, if the final product is good, it's good. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't see anything in the like wiki about any um, issues or whatever or delays or anything like that. Uh, How do you guys feel about Superbad? Oh, it's one I of love Superbad. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Superbad and Mean Girls combined is basically like my high school experience. I feel like mm. so this yeah so it's directed by Jonathan Levine. What else did he do? Um, so I love Jonathan Levine's letterbox picture. The Christmas sweater he's wearing. I own that same Christmas sweater. I just clicked on his letterbox profile. And oh, nice. And it's like all these Santas in a row. And it's the ugliest Christmas sweater. It makes you look like you're 500 pounds if you wear it. So like it's a very unflattering shirt. But it is. A, I have that same Christmas sweater. So, oh, like so yeah. I mean, nothing. I mean, his his filmography is not like that exciting or notable. Lots of stuff with Seth Rogen. 50-50 and Longshot. Right. Well, yeah, what's the sequence? True. What's the sequence of events? When did Seth get cast into the movie? Because I'm wondering, is it possible that Seth gets cast? He says, "Okay, I'll come on," but my friend Jonathan is the director. My friend Evan is going to punch up the script. No, yeah, it, it looks be. yeah. So yeah, well, it says on February 10th, 2014, it was announced Rogan and George and Jonas, Joseph Gordon-Levitt would would re- reunite in this film following Fifty Fifty, in which they co-starred. Oh, yeah. So they wanted to do something together again. Yeah. May thirteenth, Anthony Mackie joins. Jonathan Levine directed the night before from his own script. So he wrote and directed it. So it sounds okay. like he, oh. he was the brains behind it. But oh, then so there's just Kyle so Hunter and Ariel Shafir also have screenplay Not credits. Not to be confused with Ariel Shafir. Yeah. yeah I don't remember who Ariel Shafir is a comedic writer and Ari Shafir is a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too many Ari Shafirs yes. in Hollywood. Very Jewish names. Um, 50-50 is a movie I was super disappointed by. I remember seeing that and thinking like there's a lot yeah. to do with that in terms of like a young person I agree. dying of cancer. And yeah. I just thought like they didn't do anything with it. I agree. It was it was overrated. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it did not, not meet even, its potential. I don't even think it was had good it did not confusion. meet its potential. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Yeah. It didn't meet its potential. I the one scene from that that I love is when um with Jess Gordon Levitt's character finds out he has cancer. And he's like, Oh, I can't get cancer. I've I've recycled my whole life. And I do feel like that is such a natural reaction to like getting that kind of news. You'd be like, Oh, I've done like good things my whole life. Um so yeah, I I feel like fifty fifty had so much potential and it was not very good. Yeah, and then Evan Goldberg will be on there also feels too like he was like brought in to like write a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I feel like this was he's the writing partner of Seth Rogen. Super bad. Yeah, this yeah. Is the yeah. Sausage Party. This yeah, is the yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. All movies. So, yeah. I love I love this is the end. I love Sausage Party. Um, yeah. So I feel like I brought him in as like a consultant or something and gave him mm-hmm. credit. Like I feel like that's probably what happened here. Yeah. Uh, based on nothing. This is just my own uh, speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's continue. Um, so, yeah, so we uh, have if Ethan steals the tickets that we mentioned before, and we find out that uh, Betsy is, like, the greatest wife ever. He, <laughs> uh, she loads up Isaac with his, like, box of drugs. He's just like, I got all these drugs on Craigslist. Here you go. Do yeah, she says, it's, it. she says it's every single drug in the world, which is a bold <laughs> statement. Because <laughs> it's, it's a small box. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but the proportions, as they will right. know later, are very out of. And I do love like that. I do love like the cause for the shining and that with the two like creepy girls oh. that are like, like, I don't remember what they say, but something like, do you look funny because you're Jewish or whatever? Like yeah. that line just like, cracks <laughs> me up. And then we get, um, you know, we get just Gordon Lovett's character who's like playing. Like, I, I do feel like he's just like the guy who's ready to party and he's playing 12 Days of Christmas on the piano. And like, yeah. all the just kids. all that, like yeah. the, the energy there is so good. So. Yeah, one, no, so... one, one thing I really like about, you know, obviously, or one of you guys said this earlier, I apologize, I forgot who, the convenience of having the friend who's like rich and famous is like that they have the limo. Mm-hmm. Like it sort, of, it sort of solves like one of my issues in like new Manhattan movies in general is how, oh, you just park in front of the place you're going to and walk right in. in real life, <laughs> right. Two hours parking, you curse a lot, you end up spending 40 bucks for, <laughs> for a lot that's like, you know, a mile away. Um, but like, obviously you're not gonna put that in a movie because it would be a very long and boring movie, yeah. but like, but like the celebrity really resolves all that. Like, for example, like if you ever went before FAO Schwartz closed years ago and now like, because it's closed, they had to have some other keyboard in the, in the movie, um, which I don't know, even know where, where that's supposed to be, but like that keyboard would never be available to be a line a mile long, but okay. So the way that they resolve it is okay. Chris Rob walks in, he's super famous. He skips the line. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. So that's yeah. not oh, F- is that, is FAO Schwartz gone? It's no longer yeah, there. that FAO Schwartz closed years ago. Av, you worked in that building once. Really? It was still there when I was there. When did it close? No, it closed in like twenty. Uh, I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess around twenty fourteen or so. Mm. Now is that the same? Let's that's not up. the same toy store that was in Home Alone two, right? That was a like fake twenty fifteen. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's they don't call it FAO Schwartz, but it's FAO yes, it's it closed in 2015. But oh, so I, after this movie came out, then oh, because I thought the movie made reference to that because when they when they go to it the first time, it's it's a it doesn't look like FAO Schwartz, and they don't say it by name. But then later on, when they talk about like when they do the flashback to high school when he's at his parents' house right after they die, there they do mention FAO Schwartz, and obviously back then FAO Schwartz existed. Mm-hmm. So I thought they intentionally didn't mention it the second time, but, but maybe I'm wrong. They just knew it was going to be closing. They oh, saw yeah. the And, well, it, the and in Home Alone, Alone 2, it's so ridiculous because like they, he's like, oh, I have to like I know a good place that I could take you to. It's like it's across the street. I mean, <laughs> it's like for the Plaza Hotel. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, Look, get in the car. We'll go. It's, like, it's right there. Wait, yeah. but I'm right. You worked in that same building, right? I worked in that building. Did you work at F.A. Schwartz? Yes, yes, yes. I was a greeter. He he and I, and and I said Merry file. Christmas, and then they yeah. made me stop saying Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But then I was allowed to say Merry Christmas again. Yeah, yeah what Trump got elected? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm fine saying yeah. Merry Christmas. I, as a kid, I always felt left out when people would say, "Oh, Merry Christmas," and I was like, "I don't, I don't celebrate that." But now I'm like, I don't know. I, I now I'm fine with saying Merry Christmas. I don't, I don't need to cancel that. I almost go out of the way because it feels like sort of deviant to do. Yeah, that's, I think my brother was saying he does that too, where he's just yeah. like, "Yeah, I wish people a Merry Christmas" because it makes yeah. them uncomfortable. I find the least Jewy-looking person I can. <laughs> yeah, and, or, yeah. Or, or the most uh, Jewy. I, I mix it up. Speaking yeah. of most Jewy, by the way, you know, I hate to be uh, a nundik, but all those very Orthodox-looking Jews would never be in that Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> But I love, I love the, just, I love everything Seth Rogen yeah. does where he gives them like the, the finger point and he points to his sweater and it's like, yeah. I feel like they would be offended by that sweater, not be like thumbs up to your stupid sweater. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they're familiar with the concept of the uh, ugly uh, Hanukkah sweater, Christmas yeah. sweater, but um, now you guys know Akiva a lot better than me, mm. but I get such Akiva vibes from Seth Rogen just in general. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you get that at all? 
like a chubby Jew with a beard. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> I know a few of those. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, in that respect, yeah, their yeah. senses of humor are a little bit different, I think. Okay. They're both more than one. They're both at least one quarter Canadian. True. Yeah. I think Keith is less of a stoner, I believe. Yes, yeah, much less. slightly, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think everyone on Earth, other than like Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson, is less of a stoner than Seth Rogen. Yeah, both, they're both writers. Though, Although right? again, I know many chubby Jews with beards who uh, would be, be uh, challengers to join that club. No, it's, I guess it's an archetype, isn't it? Mm, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so oh. then they go. So what they go from F.A.O. Schwartz, which they play. I you know, Kanye's canceled, but I still really like that song, "Runaway." Oh, yeah it's a great song and it's just so funny because like it, like all the curse words and it's like in front of all the kids because they're right yes yeah. yeah i like that i like the parents like doing the earmuffs on their kids yeah. and stuff like that like, the kids on all the songs it's obviously. silly you're right yeah yeah um and then they go to they go to chinese food after that correct that's the next yeah thing. and then they do their rap at karaoke after that right yeah um but yes yeah, so, so the chinese food that's when if you're paying attention um then then Isaac is putting the, the mushrooms into his like uh wonton soup or whatever. And that's where he first starts saying that. And that's where they talk about the proportions of the drugs and things like that. Oh, oh I didn't even notice uh, that. He, yeah. he put them in. So he's 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 looking oh, through okay. the box and he sees the mushrooms and he starts putting the mushrooms and and that's he t- he eats the mushrooms with the soup and then they kick in when they're doing karaoke. Ah, got it, got it. Yeah. So tension to detail in this movie. Hmm. Stellar. Yeah. Yeah, I almost feel like I do want to watch it again because, like, I was like watching it and like taking notes, and like I didn't get, I didn't like have an opportunity to just like watch it. Did you crack up at all watching this movie? Like, were there any scenes that just made you laugh really hard? Um, I- there were. I mean, maybe when we get to them, I don't know. I don't. Okay, but there were. I, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely laughed. Like, I definitely okay, enjoyed good. the movie. Yeah. I LOL'd at least five or six times on my second watch. But that doesn't happen. I feel like for me. I'll watch stuff and it's pretty rare that I'll actually like. Oh, I agree. Verbally laugh, laugh watching yeah. a funny movie. I agree with you 100%. My wife was like yeah. perturbed. She's like, what do you, what is so funny there? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's at karaoke. That's where we first bump into uh, Lizzie and Mindy for the first yeah, time. Yeah. Diana right? and Sarah. Diana and Sarah, right? Yeah. Um, and I love how they like pretend to be there. Like they know this is their Christmas like tradition every year. Right. And they're just so, happen to be there. The big reveal, Diana later is like, oh, I knew you were going to be there. Like, of course you did. He does that every single year. He probably what mentioned I, it at nauseum. What I don't like about this movie is that I love the song Christmas and Hollis. And I think I discovered it after this movie, after seeing this movie, because it was like, oh, mm-hmm. I had no idea that like awesome Christmas rap song existed. But you no longer can do the song as karaoke because anybody who knows this movie is just like, oh, you're just ripping off this movie. So they kind of ruined the ability to do Christmas and Hollis. As hmm. I don't think enough people know about this movie for it to I think you're probably yeah. safe. Okay. Yeah. The worst I think, case I think someone else could do it and like yeah. Zach Brooks will have like an angry <laughs> letterbox rating and that'll yeah. be the only consequence. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, I, I think if complain. anything, it's a way to out you as a fellow appreciator of, of an underappreciated yeah. movie. Great, great karaoke performance by them too. I think it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've had also, you know, 15 years of experience or whatever. Spoiler for the postman. I think one person does not like this karaoke performance, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Oh, wow. Wait, you collected your own postman? No, I just there's a certain person, the postman, that tells me his opinions on everything. So, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> can't wait to see who it is. Yeah, uh, who could who could guess who that could be? Yeah. Find out. Well, there's only there's a, there's not a lot of postmen. Oh well, then I'll read from my private postman if he's not in there. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Uh, yes, uh, and, and then we get this whole scene in the bar, which includes like 
Isaac starts freaking out from all the drugs. He, like there's, there's just like this whole like 10 minute sequence is just, I, I'm dying the whole time. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is all good stuff. Um, yeah. The, here we also, um, so we got him, we, he records a confession tape, right. About how he's really freaking out. <laughs> you um, cunt, you cunt yeah. baby. <laughs> By the way, cur- cursing out your baby is so much fun. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, because you can get away with assholes. it, and and they don't they don't know. Yeah, like you can say like yeah, like you you fucking cock block. You're such an asshole. Like yeah, you, you can say whatever you want because babies don't understand. That's good. it's a good way to get that energy out. Mm-hmm. You can't say that once the kid is like two. Yeah, yeah to, their, like to their face. To their yeah. face. Yeah. No, I love that he's like, all right, I'm just gonna take this cocaine and it'll it'll balance me out. You know, have yeah. on the mushrooms. Can, take can, can, can we discuss that? Like, I I don't know a lot about drugs, yeah, but it seems either. to me. That taking cocaine would be a terrible decision. I mean, in my opinion, anytime. But if you're like tripping on shrooms, why would you want to add cocaine to that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it would be like something that's very, very spicy food, and you're like, oh, I know. Let me dump a bunch of like sugar in it. It's like a a very different. Very I think sugar extreme. might help with spicy. Food. I think yeah. I think that's a terrible right, tip. Fine. I think that's actually what you're like, supposed to do. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. It's like if you had like a bacteria, and you. Yeah. Put it, it's I just meant, I just meant like they're two like extremes in different directions, right? Right. But yeah. like not necessarily like opposite directions. They're not going to cancel each other out. Yeah, it's not like it's uppers and downers. It's like yeah. sideways and uppers or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's not a good decision. I agree. Yeah. You shouldn't add. Yeah, like like let's throw cocaine into the mix is probably not usually the right call. Yeah, if all the drugs are already involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if ever, as to, to your to your point. Yeah, yeah there was the line. I've never, I've never understood the appeal. Yeah, there was the line right around here where some uh, where uh, Isaac says, "I haven't done cocaine in eleven years, I don't think." Which I was, if one of you stole, I came in like a wrecking ball as your intro. I had that written down as my backup uh, intro. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you, Alex, you, I feel like you're already at like maximum speed. So, like, no, that's the yes. I don't need yes. The idea your, your head just might your head just might explode from like one. Yes. I, I need yeah. I need to, I need to calm down. I don't need to be hyped up. Yeah, no, I'm too scared one, to do cocaine. One bump? Do one if you did one bump. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much he does, but he does enough that like he puts his nose in it like it's all over the front of it. I mean, enough that his nose starts bleeding. So, yeah. But then Um, also, but then but then the weed she got was like one very small looking joint. So, yeah, the proportion is all out of whack, which sets the whole thing off because now they only have the one joint, but they have to get they have to get the the. And again, additional for, weed. for some reason, we're meant to pretend that they haven't purchased weed since they were in high school 15 years ago. So, yes. I mean, he's right. 34 this, years old, so 17 years ago. Yeah. And this famous guy doesn't have someone that he could just like dump this on. Well, like, well he, he is the dumpy apparently yeah. for his quarterback. Yeah. Right. And then he shows up, you know, we'll get yeah, later, but, but like he, he should have like, uh, you know, he should have someone like in his entourage that could handle this for him. Who? You know? Yeah. Chris should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Seth. Should, I mean, Isaac is the guy in his entourage who can do that for him. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, apparently not. But listen, I think we needed to get a find a way to get Michael Shannon into the movie. And and I I love Michael Shannon so much. Uh, by the way, the payphone there. It got. I remembered the story of New York City removing their last payphone. So I was like, wait a second, was there a payphone in New York in 2015? And I looked it up. It was only last year. It was May 26th of last year. So I remember it because it just happened. Oh. Yeah, so in 2015, in 2015, there was at least one payphone in Manhattan, and uh, now seven years later, uh, there are none. Yeah, and there I do were, think 2015, this... there was payphones, there was FAO shorts still. Yeah, mm-hmm. just barely. Hold on. And yeah. I, so I think just the barely. scene with the getting the drugs from Mr. Green actually happened before all of this, right? I think I'm all mixed up. I was thinking that happened. Yeah, after. whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah, you might be right. Because that is a great, like, that's, that's a really good scene. And also yeah, know, speaking right. of it's a wonderful life. Um, there's the, like, there's the reference. It's a wonderful life where it says, this is the week yeah. of, of Christmas past of Christmas. Right. Uh, yeah. Present of Christmas each future. of them. Yeah. Each of them gets a different one. Each of the three. Yeah. Gets one of the, yeah. And yeah. when we start, of course, uh, the, the first one is, is Chris Rob who gets the weed of Christmas present, which mm-hmm. is all weed, but only on Christmas, as yes. Michael Shannon, Mr. Green points out. I, I love how Mr. Green says oregano, like the way yeah. he says, so you got to try it. It could be oregano. Like yeah. it's, just, it's like such a, it's such a choice by Michael Shannon, right? You know, that wasn't the way it was written. He just decides to be weird. It seems to me that everybody in this movie, and, and we talked about this before, like how, um, you know, we, we think they just sort of reach out to these comic folks and said, hey, are you available? Okay, we'll figure out a part for you. Everybody is pretty much playing like an uber exaggerated version of the character they usually play. Mm-hmm. And Michael, said, yeah. And like Michael Shannon later in the movie, he says, like, I've been told my quiet intensity has that effect on people. And I wasn't. <laughs> are, are you Michael Shannon? Are you like, are you Mr. Green? Are you both? Like, it was very like almost Jack Nicholson. as You know how like everything Jack Nicholson said late in his career sounded like Jack Nicholson was just talking about himself. Mm hmm. And I got that vibe from like, and and the one exception I think is Jillian Bell because Jillian Bell has to stretch more than anyone else in the cast because she has to play like the straight woman basically, mm-hmm. right? She reminds me a lot of my friend's wife actually in this, um, like very similar to one of my friend's wives. And so watching it these most recent times, it, it that clicked on a different level for me. But Jillian Bell is usually like a real wacky character. Um, not in what was the one I just watched? Workaholics. It. She's like nuts obviously uh britney runs a marathon i watched recently because that came up on oh uh, yeah i like that time ago yeah and i like that movie yeah that's a good movie she trains to be a she trains to run a marathon that's the whole plot of the movie it's pretty good yeah Uh, she's very good yeah yeah Yeah. but that whole that whole scene in uh in the car it and i i can't remember if this is the one because there's a couple scenes no it's not it's not this one there's a later one that's even better but yes the the, all the scene between chris and and mr green and i think the first time i saw this i thought mr green was a teacher or a former teacher at their school because they call him mr green and they meet him at the school but i think he's just like a weird townie who's like i don't (laughs) think but also like the weed deliverers have corny nicknames like mr green yeah that's true oh (laughs) i did i didn't think that he was like their social studies teacher or something yeah uh, that makes yeah. more so sense. So as we said, he offers he offers Chris tickets to the Nutcracker Ball at the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and we totally missed that on yeah. viewer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Rewatch value. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, then so we get to the... karaoke after that. Well, we, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Then we yeah, and that's when, of course, um, as we after Isaac comes out of the bathroom is when he uh <laughs> is very obviously high cocaine immediately, but somehow Sarah doesn't pick <laughs> talking up like that. an announcer. <laughs> yeah. Like it's... Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, I, one more thing, by the way. Isaac t- says that he in the video in the confession, he says we gotta put this baby in a basket and send it down the fucking river. That's very timely because that was just in last week's tour portion. Oh, that's very it. true. Oh yeah. Yes, that's so, true. We, we, which, that. which is which is always read every year, just a week after Christmas or so. Oh so perfect. good yeah. job by Isaac. Yeah. Nice. Right, He's perfect, up to date with his tour portion. I also yeah. like they, they do talk about wrecking ball in this scene. Um so they're yeah. giving some foreshadowing yeah. to Wrecking Ball being oh, that's, that's part of the Diana's movie. favorite song. Yes. Yeah. And she says I you can cry that. to it, you can run to it, you can party to it. And that's true. That is a very good mm. way to describe that song. No, you asked before, like if we LOL'd, like I would say starting with like the blood and the drink. Yes. The fight, the fight that they have. <laughs> like oh. the fuck that and then leading that leads directly into uh, Alana having sex in, in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. With Chris. <laughs> like there's like 10 minutes straight where I was like, like I could like 
barely stop when he's the, when he comes out and she's like you're talking like an auctioneer yeah i'm like i they kill i'm laughing right like right, right now away. thinking about that it's so yeah. funny uh, and the next 10 minutes are like that it's, yeah it's great. and then she's like oh this drink is really unique it tastes like pennies <laughs> and it's like such yeah. a perfect way to describe something that's got like yeah. drinking blood it's it's fantastic um yeah it's uh I do hate, like, I mean, I like that it, where it pushes the plot forward, but I hate that, like, the whole, like, she grabs his phone by mistake, oh. like, that, it's so stupid, because anybody's going to have yeah, their phone yeah. locked, they're going to have cases, like, it doesn't make any sense, but it moves Well, the but, but you can get stuff. text messages over, like, phone lock, right, which is how but he they're, sees like, on, I, penis. I don't know, but they're, yeah, that's true, they're unlocked. It's a setting, it. like, if people, yeah. yeah. It, um, the one question I have about that is later when he's tripping out shrooms in front of the church right before midnight mass. And oh my talking. God, yes. Another yeah. scene that kills me. But Absolutely he, destroys He me. hands his phone to Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, that's not Jesus. Wait, that is Jesus, right? Uh, no, that can't be because Jesus is being born. Yeah, right, Spencer. A, that was we Spencer. A, we need a Gentile. Family. Okay, fine. Yeah, Spencer. He hands his phone to Spencer, <laughs> who hands him his staff because he's asking Spencer to use the find my iPhone because he can't use it. True. And then he just leaves his phone in Spencer's hand and walks over to see his wife and her family holding the staff. And yet that never comes into play. He just he later on still has Sarah's phone, even though we saw him give Spencer Sarah's phone. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, because I'm, I'm too busy laughing during that scene to pay attention. to any OK, details. <laughs> totally um, fair. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. But I have no idea who, who the voice actor is that plays Spencer. But absolutely <laughs> perfect. So good. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. So we meet uh, we meet Alana. Um, I don't know what her actual name is here. Um, she probably just plays Alana. She, I feel no, like no. Yeah, her, her character's name is Rebecca Grinch. Oh, eh, Rebecca okay. Grinch. She just gone by Lala. Yeah. Um, All right. So she's the Grinch. By the way, the only um, Spencer, the only Spencer on, on the on IMDb is Spencer Wong, who is a co-producer. So okay. I wonder if I wonder if he uncreditedly played uh, the voice of Spencer. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like the perfect name, also. Like, yeah, it's great. If you're gonna come up with like a random name for a Jesus, yeah. like yeah. Spencer. Um, yeah. she's on. Well, she's very. What is she? Because yeah. I always confuse her with maybe. From Arrested Development. Well, because they did they did that whole shtick on on the later seasons of Arrested Development, right? Which did she end up being on Arrested Development? Is that what? So I'm not off base thinking that's who that is. Oh no, no, or or was or was it on? Um, wait, what was the show that that Abby and Alana did together in New York? Was it called again? Broad City. Okay, Broad City. It might have been on Broad City. Either maybe Funke was on Broad City, or Alana was on. Arrested Development. I don't remember which was which because they look so similar to each other. That that was the joke that they went for. yeah. Yeah. I wrote down, by the way, a bunch of her lines um, from from in the bathroom. <laughs> she said, piss off. People are fucking in here. <laughs> and, then, and then later on, she says to him, uh, mid-coitus, now take a dump. Yeah, now take a dump. Take a dump. Good, yes. I have that. I have that. She orders it to take a dump. <laughs> and, he, and he, you know, and uh, I, I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel like Anthony Mackie gets like a, I mean, he does, but I feel like that's one of the times when he gets to really act and he gives like this look to the camera. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this girl? I feel like it, that's all, that part's like edited really weird because it's, it just doesn't really make sense. Like they're like, cutting really quickly but I don't know. So, <laughs> a nitpick when i'm trying to find things to nitpick this movie yeah. i was having a um, i was having a good time making inside jokes for myself and only myself like an hour or two ago my my youngest son my two-year-old was sitting on the potty for the first time <laughs> and so I, I was using these quotes when this movie because they were in my head but um so like his older siblings all wandered in to see him and I said, guys, get out of here. People are pooping in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, That's good. Yeah, for, for my own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, a lot much of like, is much like Chris Robb. He did not take a dump. He uh, mm-hmm. just sat there. 
Yeah, she's also quite obsessed with Hans Gruber to a ridiculous degree yes. that I found amazing. <laughs> Which is good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she can't stop talking about him. Right. Um, now that we I, know we that, her a... name, that, that her name is Rebecca Grinch, do we think, like, did she change into Grinch? Is she, is she literally the Grinch? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a Christmas metaphor, yeah. 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 Okay. I, I, I don't love that name, but I do like that it references yeah. another Christmas movie. I mean, I feel like, you know, I appreciate this movie references all of my top Christmas movies pretty much. Um in some way, you know, it's, uh, there's Home Alone reference, like she, because yeah. when she's running, she yeah. throws the she Home Alone's them. Yeah, right. We got it. It's one play. Home Alone, <laughs> Die Hard. Yeah, that's great. Um, I don't think we ever get a leg lamp in this, so I don't know if we actually get mm. a Christmas story reference though. Can I ask a question? Did you guys notice after they have? Sex yeah, it's very. After they have sex in the bathroom, Alana comes out and she just starts serving herself from a buffet in the yes. back of the bar. <laughs> like this bar has a buffet. What happened? I mean, bars have buff- this is pre-COVID. Bars have buffets. That's that's normal. On Christmas Eve, I feel, okay, I don't know. It sort of took me for surprise. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I, there's not, but I thought there was a scene where she's eating out of a dumpster, but I don't think that actually happens in this movie. No, I think she's just probably stealing food from people throwing it in the dumpster. Yes. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, because she references the sticky bandits too, because she steals the money from the Salvation oh, yeah. Army. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. I missed yeah. that. Um, yeah. So she steals. Yeah, you the gotta this movie. You missed so many details off. I yeah, I was trying to take notes as you know. It's what save it, it honestly, save it for December because you'll have forgotten a lot of the funny stuff, and then you watch it in December, yeah. and then you'll laugh at everything all over. You can you can laugh to it, you can cry to it, you can run to it. It's a perfect movie. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, we have a very good um, curb reference here, right? Um, yes. She, she tells her, she tells him that uh, her new boyfriend has a humongous penis, a novelty novelty sized <laughs> dick. People might say, and he says, "Oh yeah, well, my new girlfriend has a huge vagina." <laughs> yeah. Do you think that was intentionally a curb reference, or do you think it was just like they so. just had this? They just made. I don't think joke. so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so it's kind a, of a different joke because, like here, there, joke. he was, yeah, yeah. But it's probably like, no like, right? It's like, yeah. reference a huge vagina. I, I, I feel like it's been it's a joke that's been made before. There's lots think, of different jokes to be made about, about that one. Yeah. Huge vaginas. Yeah. Actually, I did see one on. Uh, I think I saw a tweet on Twitter about uh, somebody having a huge vagina today. Yeah, did we talk about this? Of uh, we must have. Yeah, in eighty sixth, the the uh, the show that Cassie David made. Yeah. That in her show, the problem is the reverse. It's an extraordinarily tight vagina. Oh, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's people struggle from problems from all different sizes of vaginas. Yes, yeah. true. And different sizes of penises. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Uh, Some people just hide. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's another time. I mean, that's just like we're up to like almost like what? Ten connections between this movie and pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a good one. This is a good I one. I challenge yeah, anybody stuff. to find something that connects better than this movie. Well, That's and this also does the rehearsal. So it's really a trifecta. Exactly. Yes. Um, no Cassie David. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing we're missing. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So then they, what, they leave the bar at that point or do they? Um, yeah. Is this when, is this when, uh, when they have to Chris, go pick up the weed? No, they, they don't they pick they it do up. Go, yeah, no, but stolen. Yeah, right. Stolen. It gets stolen, right? To which I say, I don't say stolen. I say she. I say she worked hard for that weed. That's true. Yeah, she did earn it. Um, Well, she sort of takes pride in saying that she stole it. She picked. She picked his pocket. Mm -hmm. Fine, fair. I don't think when you Uh, upset someone, no matter how good a job you do, you have the right to just take their belongings from their pockets afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I think fine. that's still stealing. Okay. Yeah, he didn't know. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, think, yeah, like, no. So they, uh, they, uh, yeah. 
Well, I was just gonna say, like, much like how Seinfeld couldn't exist now because people have smartphones, like all right. the weed stuff in this couldn't exist now because it's just so much easier to get weed. <laughs> yeah, and again, like, oh, couldn't exist in 2015 either. But I think the point <laughs> is, it was probably written by these guys when they were in high school or thinking right. back to when they were in high school. Yeah. So yeah, and it's still, I feel like there was a shift between, like, I know you could do it because, like, I remember in DC they used to say, like, oh, you can just order like this painting and they bring you a painting that has weed in it, right? And you pay like fifty dollars for the painting. But right, well, I think I, now it's paintings. like. Yeah, this, this whole thing in DC, like they couldn't deliver weed, but they could deliver like a th- other thing that also had weed with it. So you could get like a poster <laughs> and it would have weed in it. Wait, this was, was the, the law in DC? Yeah. It wasn't the law. It was just probably how they got away. Like, wait, right, it was like the loophole it. or whatever. Oh, but now, oh, I mean, oh, now it's like yeah. there's a, you know, I don't live in DC anymore, but like now there's a dispensary two blocks from me. Right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's very easy to get weed. Like now this movie would be like, oh, problem solved. We got weed. We just walk next to Yeah. <laughs> right. I do yeah, love uh, the conversation they have. Canada. The yeah. conversation in the limo that they have before that, when he's like, "Like I'm cool as fuck, G," and he's like, "Only your right eye is working." <laughs> and I like, and then, I like and then, when, and then, when Chris uh, says, "You check need to yourself before before what I, I wreck myself." Yeah, and he gets yeah. so offended by being before I wreck myself. Like it, it's, it's again, yeah, like this is where Seth Rogen is so good in this, like yeah. really, really good. Um, and so, yeah, so for whatever reason, Mr. Green won't give them weed except in places they've met before, which I guess makes sense. He's like a sketchy guy, right? He's like, yeah. I'm not going to meet you in a new space. So the yeah, two right. places they've met have been at the school and at Chris's mom's apartment mm-hmm. for whatever yeah. reason. They don't explain it, which is fine. That doesn't need to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. They, they go in to play Nintendo, right? While they're waiting yes, for to him. Play Golden and 64 right? yes. is what they say. Yeah. yeah. That's um, 64, all right. GoldenEye like, is a great game. Right. I mean, this is written by people who are our age. We're like, oh, what is the reference we yeah. can make? GoldenEye. Everybody's going to love GoldenEye. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. GoldenEye is an awesome game. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, so it is very convenient that everything is in New York City. Like, they grew up in New York City. They're at Chris's mom's house. They all live there now. Chris stars for his home team, presumably the Giants. Like, it's very convenient how everything works out there. Yeah. Um, Isaac's fam- uh, wife's family is in town. They're going to Midnight Mass in New York City. Yeah, everything's uh, yeah, it works out great for everyone except for Ethan, whose parents are dead and yeah, his <laughs> and his life yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he has no job. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So, th- so this time, uh, Ghost of Christmas Present was Chris Rob. Uh, this time, uh, going in is Isaac, and he Isaac. gets Ghost of Christmas Future. Right. Yes. And he and sees uh, 18 years from now. Yes. He sees the yeah. strip club, which is mm. uh, I, I, Jillian Bell's really good in this scene. Probably Pop her best that scene. Pussy. Pop yeah. That pussy. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, honey. Um, and I like, actually, I wrote down this. I love that when he gets in that car, and I can't even describe it, he sits out of the car, and, and uh, Mr. Green says, 5 0, bro, you're busted. And yeah. He freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> that's very accurate i feel like that yeah but good. it's yeah. such a good that's yeah. so good um, yeah. and then and then he has this flash forward and, and uh isaac is, is just freaking out and he's yeah. and, and again like this is like i think this might be the scene of the movie because the two of them are so good uh mr green looks at him and he goes you need to get me a, give me a hundred bucks and get <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of my car <laughs> he turned so quickly it's so yeah, good it's so good yeah. and that leads to then he goes back into Chris's mom's apartment and, oh, and like he's, he's, he's all like fucked crazy. up and he yeah. wakes her up because he trips over something. And then she's like, oh, I'm just going to make you guys like a meal at like yeah. 11 o'clock at night or whatever time it is. Um, and then we get we get into the dick pic scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, I, I love Isaac's like inner monologue. And he's like, am I, am I sucking this guy's dick tonight? Apparently I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I've never sucked a dick before, but I, I guess I could. Yeah. And, and James Franco at first is surprised, but then is very accepting. He's like, well, you haven't seen before, but you're going to tonight. Right. Um, yeah. And at the risk of offending Akiva, I feel like the reaction to like getting these like uh, text messages and not knowing how to respond and be like friendly and nice. I feel like this is like, this is what would happen to Akiva. Like, I just, I feel like this would end up accidentally sucking the penis. Yes. <laughs> like, accidentally responding to this guy, like, well, Maybe. I guess, like, I guess it's going like, to be nice. Um, he's never yeah. listened to this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. insult this guy's penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my limited understanding from the, uh, the very few women I've had conversations with about this is that no woman wants an unsolicited dick pic, even if you're James Franco. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I like what he says. Well, I, I did one time at, at summer camp. Uh, touch a touch a penis, yeah. but it was just one time. Yeah. <laughs> Although later, um, later when um um when his friend asked me, he says, "Are you gay?" And he's like, "No." He says, "Are you curious?" Everyone is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like all, all of that's like good and not offensive, and that holds up for 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this is kind of our uh, you know midway point of this of the movie where our uh, our heroes have to split up. Right. We have to have our mm. big conflict in the movie. Yeah. Um, each one kind of goes in their own direction. Chris wants uh, needs to go after find the weed. Um, Isaac is just wants his phone back, and Ethan just wants to go to the party. Yeah. So they each go their separate ways, um, and they, you know they each uh, you know have varying degrees of success. I would say. Uh, Wait, Chris, even before uh, has, they with, with a car accident with 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 Nathan Fielder, the driver, is that that's before they go their separate ways? Uh, they're chasing the weed. Um, they're chasing her. No, this is during the scene. Right, this is the scene yeah. because they're chasing her. They get in the car. Oh, okay. and Sorry, they, that. And, no, yeah. that's and uh, what do you? Well, oh, well, I, for, I for, fucked for, up. First, I, I fucked up. Well, no, even before, no, before that though, they uh, they have to deliver the, the the food that his mom made. Right. True. Yes. Shelter. This is when they see the sticky band. Because as, as Chris Rob said, <laughs> right. not a good deed unless everyone else knows. About yes, it. that was yeah. good. Yes. And the whole time he's, he's doing these like Instagram lives and he's yeah. like, oh, his like I'm on my Sony Xperia, yeah. you know, whatever. And like he's like in the Red Bull. He's like, if you're partying, have Red Bull. Like he's he's doing all this product placement. No, he's him. great. He knows how to do it. And then the moment when Nathan Fielder breaks bad in the car. I like she, he's like, she stole your weed. That fucking bitch. I'm going to kill her. I, I laughed <laughs> so because he goes so hard so fast yeah it's the perfect like, use of nathan fielder in this because then after the so, we don't see him again after the car accident that's the last we see of him yeah well he's probably dead but do you think he so oh, no he's not was nathan, he fucked up yeah and he says it in the was, larry david voice yeah i fucked up was yeah. nathan fielder playing himself or a character according or is this to part of something or is he part of something list. he was filming He's playing a guy named Joshua, but he's playing Joshua. He's basically yeah, that's all we know. So I actually had a similar experience to this when I lived in DC. We did a limo scavenger hunt. And so it was a scavenger hunt all through DC, but you had to rent a limo and the limo drives you all over the place and you go do different things. And the limo, the very first intersection we were at, like right by the Capitol in DC, the limo driver just ran the red light and nearly got T-boned with us in the back of the limo. He just wasn't paying attention. We were fine. We were saved by the ghost of Christmas present or whatever, but um, I always think of that during the scene where he does get T-boned, where the limo gets T-boned and ruined. Mm. So, I would not want to be a limo driver. It's a lot of, it's different than shopping a car. It's very long. I feel yeah. like you see, you don't see as many limos anymore. I feel like limos are kind of over. Yeah. They need to do like people limos and they'd come back probably. I don't know. I feel like people kind of decide they're stupid. Yeah, but I, mean, I think people are still renting them for like proms and gimmicky things weddings. like that. Right? Like, I think the yeah. last time I was in one was when I was at a wedding. I've only been in like a 
legit limo like that, I think like two times that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And what, the idea of a limo always sounds better than actually because like they always who have wants like to the, sit. I just feel like you, you know, you get sick, you get motion sickness. I don't know. And you like they have like the the cooler in the limo, right? Where it's like, oh, this is great, we can drink. But like, if you didn't bring anything to drink into the limo, it's like it comes with alcohol <laughs> in it. Like you need to bring your own beer. Oh, the two times I was in it, it was uh, it had oh stocked. Yeah, one time was was just we were like it was just a cab to the airport, but it was like for a group you, trip. Mm-hmm. So somebody must have coordinated that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you could probably get a bottle. Yeah, and the other time was a bachelor party, so I'm sure it was organized. Yeah, so maybe mm-hmm. you just have to organize it ahead of time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the Democrats are trying to take away your limos. Mm, yeah. Damn yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, they get the, they get in the car accident, and then they're like, oh, look, there's a sleigh. And so, like, did you guys see this coming with the sleigh? What was going to happen here? Uh, honestly, I, I hate to be a bummer here, but, like, this scene really pissed me off, like, <laughs> like I thought the scene was like honestly I thought it was like needlessly offensive because like Seth Rogen were not surviving drag like that and maybe it was just me but like as soon as I saw that I thought of James Bird like the the African American guy who was like dragged to his death like in Texas oh. and okay. I don't know it's just like <laughs> I don't know to, to me I just scene. no I, I think everything's <laughs> on the table for comedy but it has to be funny it just, it just wasn't funny at all like somebody being dragged like that across the, like blocks of Manhattan would be dead like they wouldn't just get up and have nothing wrong with them so I don't know I, I didn't like the scene. It took me out of the movie for a minute. All right. Av, what about you? Um, I mean, I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't as taken out of it as Alex. But yeah, no, it was um, the this whole sequence, you know, the, each going their own directions, they each, uh, you know, kind of get uh, fucked over in different ways. Uh, Ethan probably takes the, the worst of it mm-hmm. uh, for, the two, for the two Santas. Uh, but, the Jasons. You know, Isaac, yes. Jones and Manzoukas. Oh, All right. oh I don't know call. who Jason Jones is. Who is that? He's Samantha um, Bee's husband. Oh, okay. he was he a was daily like a show daily show correspondent show. for you. Oh, correspondent. Okay. Yeah, he 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 again. Both him and Manzukis are both playing just like exaggerated versions of characters they played so many times. It's fantastic. Yeah, I just I love the physical comedy of them, yeah. like being like, oh, there's a sleigh, and then they hit the they hit the the horses, and it kind of reminds me of in Half Baked when Dave Chappelle walks by the horse and he's yeah. or it's not Dave Chappelle, it's Harlan no, Williams. It's Harlan Williams. Yeah, yeah. He walks by and he's like, hey, girl, you hungry? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, fuck you. Like that's another scene that always cracks me up. Um, well, that that's what Isaac does outside the church right when he talks to the, the dogs to spencer oh yeah the, yeah, yeah, spencer's yeah, the dogs. yeah yeah I, basically and then like the moment that betsy sees isaac outside the church like and you realize that this this stoned out of his mind jew is about to go into church midnight mass <laughs> yes like I, again like the next 10 minutes of the movie you just know are going to be like incredible yeah Right. And, the, so. and the, <laughs> I'm your rock. You look like a crack rock. Yeah. Uh, no, I, like there's just so many scenes that I'm laughing so hard with. At yeah. This point. Like when he's he's talking to Spencer and then they don't reveal who he's like. They make it seem like he's talking to a person. And again, like, I don't know, for me, I, I've seen this movie so many times that I knew that he's talking to like, like a Jesus statue. But yeah. they then they the camera turns and you realize like he's imagining all of this. He's like, oh, he's like, all dogs can talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the reindeer yeah. and the movie Jesus. And, um, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and what we get from, from Betsy, where she's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. My parents yeah. are like, right. Like paying for the cab and they will be right here. And I just like, I don't know. I, I'm not married, but I feel like there are probably situations where your wives are like, no, get out. Like, I need you to leave. <laughs> and you just, Well, I mean, my wife has never given me one of every drug of the world. To tell me true. <laughs> Why not? But uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's a church. And not he's cool. Dr. Yeah. Jen. He's mm-hmm. fighting with the baby. 
And then once he needs to vomit, and I'm not usually a guy who's into physical, like, like gross comedy, like but it's farting good. and it's pooping perfect. and stuff. It's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the barf bag? Oh, Jesus, fuck me. <laughs> and, like, I love that he's, he's like, standing when everybody else is sitting. Like, he's behaving the way yeah. you would in synagogue. As, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's so much stuff here, yeah. that, like, that's, like, oh, my God. What, that, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you're standing out and you're in this big, this big... <laughs> Jewish star sweater, like yeah, we did not kill Jesus. We did not do that. Right? Yeah, and then he sees that's, the Jesus. That's his, the part, that's his departing words. Yeah. Um, and then and of course there's the foreshadowing out. of Jesus up on the cross. Exactly. The yeah. Stigmata. Some, in his yeah. Hand. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I. But yeah. Meanwhile, as we said, uh, Ethan's getting the crap beating out of him by the two Santas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like when Mandukas is like, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. Yes. <laughs> and says, I teach third grade, bitch. I shape our Nathan's, our nation's. Youth. Yeah. I also wrote that as another, as another backup, uh, backup intro line. Yeah. That's um, a great one. Oh, and, and I do also have written down, I think this was from the line again. Um, this might have been from the line when Chris is in the car with Mr. Green. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's only one Messiah. That's a little blasphemous. Because yeah, he's, yeah. tra- he's talking about how he's getting he's getting the drugs for his quarterback, the Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Green's like, as far as I'm concerned, like one Messiah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Green's a religious fellow. He takes yeah. it seriously. Yeah. Yes. Good for him. <laughs> um, uh, where were yeah, we so at? but then they finally catch, isn't this when they catch up with um when Chris catches up with Alana with the Grinch? Yeah, and this uh, is when the she rooftop. does the yeah, she does the Hans Gruber. Yeah. Yeah. And he learns a valuable lesson about friendship. Yeah. So is she supposed to be like a real person? Like, like, well, what's going on here? <laughs> it's unclear. I think yeah. she's just a weird girl. I think she's a weird girl who's like just like a hipster chick who falls who is... off the back of a building backwards. But she like knew that she was going to land into a dumpster, like, like, I, it's like I, an Assassin's Creed. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times you have to try that one out. To she's a pro. Yeah. She knows yeah. what she did. So all of this has happened. We have not even gotten to the party yet. Like we're not even at the oh, right. Of course not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the party is like the big, uh, the big climax. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fine. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, they get back on the subway. They confront him about the uh, steroids, and he admits it. Fine. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, they all kind of yell at each other. But despite all that, they agree to go to the party together. Um, Except Chris I- has removed the sweater. Yes. Right. Um, right. That's true. Which actually, I, I didn't off. notice that until this watch that he takes off the sweater. Yeah, he, well, he calls it quasi racist or pseudo racist. <laughs> right, <yes. laughs> yeah, I like the like the uh, Wonka like entrance that they have to this mm-hmm. party. Well, and I love yeah. that it's like in the back of a convenience store. Like they go through like the refrigerator of a convenience store to get into this. Right. Well, so I was gonna say like uh, bars that have this sort of this kitsch of like you know you enter it through a bodega or a hardware mm-hmm. store like. I feel like in real life, it's never that cool. But like in movies like this, they depict it. It's so insanely appealing that I understand why bars do that. Yeah. I remember because, reading about in a this bar. movie. It's as, as offset. It's Willy Wonka. It's amazing. Yeah. I remember <laughs> reading about a bar called the Please Don't Tell Bar. And I think it's in New York. And it's like this. You go through like a hot dog shop and there's like a fake um, a fake phone booth in the back. But it's actually a door to like the speakeasy. And yeah, I, I don't know that one, but there's there's a, there's a few. Of the, I've been to at least two or three of those in the city. And yeah, it's like the idea is really cool because of movies. But in practice, it's just like. Okay, you just have to walk through this other room to go to the bar. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, there's usually not tons of like underground real estate available in Manhattan. And that's like, <laughs> but if you're yeah, Mr. Green, you can afford whatever. To have like a secret, like a secret bar, like underneath the subway. Yeah. 
And, and this, of course, is not just a bar. This is like the most amazing party of all time. You have to get on the F train. You pull the emergency brake halfway between 57th Street and 42nd. You get yeah. off. You walk three planks. There's the bar. It's the yeah. best bar in the city. There was a plot of a 90210 episode like this that I remember where they had to like get an egg and they went to like a gas station. I don't know if either of you watched that episode. <laughs> I, I, I watched the show a lot. I remember that one. Yeah. So that's what this reminds me of. Um, Alex, should we podcast about 90210 next? How many episodes? That's a lot of episodes. That's like a lot. A couple hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably say it's probably like 185. And I, I feel like there's like probably so many 90210 rewatch up podcasts. I think you could do better than that. Oh, yeah. No, this is not a serious yeah. suggestion. No. I still think Veep. I, I know we were talking about it the other day, and somebody else is doing Veep, but Veep is uh, perfectly set up for you guys to do. All right. We'll consider it. Yeah, I don't want you to make podcast feuds with uh, whoever else was doing this. Uh, Bojack Horseman. Oh, there's a there's a lot of episodes of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Holy shit! Because you're like thirty episode seasons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred ninety three episodes. Huh. Wow. All right, this we're gonna be here for a while. Yeah, six seven years, or, seven or eight years. Uh, but they're all on Paramount Plus, so there's that. Yeah, that'll definitely be around for seven years. Yeah. I, I, I like that show as a kid. Um, and then I watched Melrose Place, and then my mom said, You can't watch Melrose Place anymore. And so I had to like sneak, like, uh, I, had to, I had the TV in my room and I'd like sneak Melrose Place and always had like the last. Uh, I think Akiva has a similar story to me on that. Um, right. So yeah. you could switch to make sure, like, pretend you're watching like basketball or something. Right. Exactly. If somebody walked in, I could switch it. Yeah. It's probably so much easier for kids to watch shit they're not allowed to now. They just like have it on their iPad. And it's like, What do you watch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to detect anything now. Yeah, it's over. The kids, the children have won. <laughs> it's good. They're in the future. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we get to the party, and uh, so we find out that this whole thing with Chris with getting the weed like was bullshit. Like they ever did it was just they were just kind of like sending him on a wild goose chase just to be assholes. Um. And it's so weird because uh, the quarterback of the team is making fun of his like star receiver with yeah, the other player. Like, sense. yeah, th- this whole and then he's like, they're pretend- they're saying he's not black enough. It, it, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. No, it's very yeah. weird. Uh, but we have Isaac, you know, reconnecting. We got to get the phone. Uh, we find out that Sarah never even, you know, looked at it. Uh, well, and they both had and like we, it, they both had embarrassing things that they were afraid yeah, the other. Like right. she was worried he. Was but Isaac did look picks. at Sarah, but Isaac did look at Sarah's. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and we meet James, um, who seems to be more interested in Isaac than in Sarah, which is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, which yeah is sort of even more funny and meta if he's actually James Franco. Yeah. Like, are you true. gay? It's like I am tonight. Like, because it was always sort of at this time, especially there was always a discussion: is he gay? Is he not gay? Mm-hmm. Right, it was, it was like a big hot topic. Well, and especially because they've been in so many movies together too. You know, yeah. they've done the yeah. interview and uh, Pineapple Express, which um, I, I mean, think Freaks, Pineapple, Freaks Pineapple and Geeks, Express, right? I mean, they've oh, known each other. Yeah, Freaks yeah. and Geeks. Yeah. By the way, the look yeah. from Mindy Kaling um, was from Sarah when Isaac is like about to cock block her Nutcracker date with James <laughs> Franco. <laughs> yeah, she's like, so, "You need to leave." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he's uh he's too high and he's getting along great with James Franco. So yeah, I think Pineapple Express. I need to give another uh, another shot to because I I never really liked that one that much. Um, I like it. Yeah, I but a lot of the people behind it are behind movies I like, and then obviously I think you'll like it more on a second look. Yeah, yeah. So I think watch. I need to watch that one again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then uh, most consequentially, we have Ethan 
getting to meet one Miley Cyrus, who's at the mm-hmm. party. I mm-hmm. just has to call her Hannah, though. Um, and she urges him that you must propose. You have go to go fight. Yeah, what, what are we even doing here? Like, yeah. just, you know, oh, you're going to go? You want, do you want to be my girlfriend? Do you want to go on a date with me? Yeah. <laughs> But I love how in the middle of reassuring Miley that he wasn't propositioning her for a threesome. Right. Ethan, like he he interrupts himself to say, though, don't get me wrong. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Which is like, which is a great strategy. Don't insult the lady. Mm -hmm. No, but I just think that's like the best strategy in life in general. Like, I don't mean specifically related to threesomes with Miley Cyrus, although that also, obviously, but like just in life, like be open to experiences. Mm-hmm. And I just I just like how like Ethan's sort of like letting Miley know that. And then he's like, yeah, of course, I'll propose to my to this girl. I haven't even dated in three months. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really do a very good job of setting up like the Ethan and Diana stuff, like to make you care about it at all. Like you get hints along right. the way that, you know, like yeah. he's looking at her picture early. And when we see him in his apartment, like playing the guitar, getting ready to go out and stuff. Well, what does she see in him? Because she's been thinking of him the whole time. We'll find out later while they're broken up. Why? Yeah, he's kind of a loser. Mm-hmm. He was rude to her family. He, he he has nothing going on. He can't get over his three friends. Like, what what, what is the appeal that he's bringing to the table? Right. He's got the kaforka. I don't know. Yeah, he's just yeah, supportive of it. He's I guess. cute. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah, like, by the way, like this is that, This is now the second movie where Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays an orphan. What What's the, the first one? one? He in uh, the Batman movie. Oh right, yes. Oh. Uh, as, as Robin or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, this was before that movie, though, right? No, or this was after. No, um, that was 2011 or 2012, I think. Yeah, I maybe think he, he had been. Yeah, so he had been like typecast by this point. Mm-hmm. He can only play orphans. This might have been yeah, when like Joseph Gordon Levitt was like <laughs> the top. Like this might have been Apex Mountain for Joseph Gordon Levitt. Was it 500 oh, Days of Summer? Would Joe, his Apex maybe Mountain? Joseph Gordon Levitt would be good for that role. Oh no, but that character has parents. So yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, can't work. Um, I mean, that's an interesting question. So, did, what are were either one of you guys third rock from the sun people? No, yeah, it's a little, a little bit. I, I watched it here. Love, and there. That is one of my favorite sitcoms. I like that show. Yeah, it, it, it's so good. Also, the cast. All right, how many episodes of third <laughs> yeah. rock from the sun? <laughs> I think I that would, would also keep you busy for a few years. I, I would do that one. Yeah, no, like, I would do that. Uh, it, it, like. John Lithgow is obviously amazing. Jane Curtin, for yes. those who don't know early SNL, is like a Hall of Famer. Uh, French Stewart never really did anything else, but was very good in that. I think he was market corrected, to use a Bill Simmons term. By, <laughs> a, um, a term that makes no sense that he uses all the time, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't understand what it means either, except I'm using it in the same context. Right, yes. <laughs> um, um, what? Sorry, what's his name? The guy? Uh, 139 episodes. Oh, no, two the, years. That's not bad. What's the guy from Will Three and years. Grace? Two and a half um, years. The gay guy from Will and Grace? He's in the, uh, he, he does remember. a podcast now with um with with Will Arnett and um and Jason um oh my god I'll type in Will and Grace guy let's see if that comes you know up. what I'm talking about Eric McCormick no the one who's actually oh. gay I don't know that's this is a very guy, good cast the other main guy from the movie Jack other guy Jack the guy Jack from Will and Grace oh Sean Hayes thank you Sean Hayes yeah thank you Google so I think a- Sean Hayes was like the market correction for French Stewart okay. Um, is, is the point I was making, and I think I think, um, yeah, and and then um, Kristen Johnson probably of the main cast of the five of them in the family mm-hmm. probably didn't have the biggest career, but and then, and then Joseph Gordon Levitt obviously he was a kid there. Yeah. Anyways, they're all great. Yeah. Did you know Google now does trending? Like when I I got rid of the search in Google, and it shows me our recent searches, but then it shows me trending searches on Google. So you can do trending mm-hmm. topics on Google as well, which include Funko Pops, El Chapo, Dow Jones. Apple HomePod Mini, Denver Weather, 
John Morant and uh, Chinese New Year. So, anyways, <laughs> are you going to do okay. soon? Um, why don't right. you just tell me the name of the city you'll be going to? Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how did we get on going great? Oh, because we we're talking about Joseph Gordon Love at Safex Mountain. Um, yeah, so we're off from the sun. Yeah, I do because I do this right around Looper as well, and um, I don't yeah, feel like I feel like five in like stuff I, these days. I feel like Five Hundred Days of Summer was probably his a movie we biggest did, moment, his uh, biggest moment as Zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah movie, movie we did on was that when you were still on Movie Ladder? When we did Five Hundred Days. It was. Or it sure was. No, it sure was. It sure oh, was. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um all right. Oh, wait, just so, level was just uh, was just in the last Pinocchio movie. Um. I forgot about that. He was Jiminy oh, Cricket. Well, was he, he was a voice. Yeah, he was. And oh, he was a Jiminy Cricket on the Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio, the bad Pinocchio. Oh, oh not the okay, not the good Got Pinocchio. It. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen either of them. Uh, the Guillermo del Toro one's good, but I don't know if you'd like it. But I like it. <laughs> it's pretty right. sad. Yeah, I didn't know there was both a bad and a good Pinocchio. Yeah, there were two Pinocchios that came out with like within a month of each other last year. One there was once Hanks. a rumor that uh, there was once a rumor that Paul Thomas Anderson was writing a Pinocchio movie, but oh, really? doesn't no. appear to be true. Um, um, yeah, so he follows uh, Miley's advice. He uh, gets on stage. He's singing uh, the what, what's the name of the song? Uh, Wrecking Ball. <laughs> Wrecking Ball. Her second best uh, movie, but you know, still still good that we end up getting that. And uh, she's like doing like background singing on the proposal like itself, <laughs> which is hilarious. I do and... love that like uh, like he he's doing this like improv. He's like I forgot the words and things like that. And then she's like she's doing that. Yeah, she's doing that background singing. Like it's a it's yeah. a good beat to do this scene too. I think. Yeah. So Diana says yes, of course. And then as they run, you know, run off to the side, she's like, "Oh, just kidding. You know, <laughs> what are you insane?" Um, he's like, "So what do you talk like? Why do you do that?" She's like, "Well, like I don't want to embarrass you. Okay, and I didn't want to like let down Miley. Like that she shouldn't like think that like I'm not. It's like the power of love and stuff." Yeah. Uh, which is and he's like, reason. "That's a, he's like that's understandable," which is completely correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, we have this whole uh, Michigas where Isaac <laughs> uh, <laughs> creates some sort of fiasco. I'm still not even exactly sure how this occurs. <laughs> he like drops. Uh, the, which, he like drops like the the big silver ball and like yeah, it's know. like it's like mouse trap basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the <laughs> result of that the Jewish guy crucified the Messiah. The Messiah <laughs> being crucified. By yeah, the he crucifies him with a with the end of a champagne flute or whatever. Um, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Jewish guy crucified <laughs> the Messiah. <laughs> I mean, it does look, it does look very bad, though. Yeah. Uh, very, very excellent. Stuff. Does like Tommy the- Owens play another uh, game? Is this like a um, what's his face? The guy who blew off the his finger with the. Um, yeah, but Jason, but here, Pierre Paul Jason Pierre Paul, yeah. he wasn't a quarterback. Right. So. But yeah, so he was able to play again. Is Tommy Owens able to play after this injury? Yeah, no, his, his career is over. The, the, Jew, the Jew killed the Messiah. Yeah. Oh, the Jew killed the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so I, Ethan I is, like that Chris yeah, Chris pulls out the phone too. Like it's like he's playing out a gun, right? He's like, "Oh shit, just got real," but it's just a cell phone, right? It's, you know, like it, it's mimicking what would happen in a club if you pull out a gun, basically. Yeah, right. I, I, th- I think that the guy who um, accidentally crucified the Messiah, his his life would still become ruined. <laughs> I don't think Isaac could just continue his normal life after having done this to like the star quarterback. Oh, you team. think he has to go into hiding? Yeah, I just don't see how there's no consequence for him. <laughs> 
that's all right. Well, he's still in New York in the flash forward that we see. So, yeah. Yeah. So Ethan goes up to the roof and like he uh, meets up there with Mr. Green and we find out that he's been running this uh, Nutcracker ball the whole time. Uh, he views himself as a Gatsby-esque character for some <laughs> yeah, reason. He says, I'm a sucker for Leo, which got me thinking, <laughs> Zach, if we were on your podcast, The Movie Ladder right now, I think my top recommendation would have to be Revolutionary Road, which stars Leonardo DiCaprio oh, and Michael Shannon. I thought you were going to say Great Gatsby. It stars Leonardo no, DiCaprio because, as no, the because, Great Gatsby. Because Shannon says he's a lot, he's a sucker for Leo, and we see that in Revolutionary Road. Did you ever see that movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, yeah. also a movie about having a baby. Or not it's a very depressing movie. movie. Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah. very sad movie. Yeah. I could give some yeah, I would not. I would that. not want to watch that movie again ever. Well, well, Shannon does not usually do comedy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but he's always no, I like, feel like he does a mix. He's always playing some like wacky character. Yeah. I mean he, he's he's pretty inherently wacky, just his face and his voice. And you know. yeah. Just the way he moves is like very mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's very like Steve Buscemi in this movie, I feel like he reminds me so much of Steve Buscemi. Um, I mean, he, I love Steve Buscemi also, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't see that cop so much. Sh- uh, just in this movie, the way he's like very weird. Uh, yeah, he's definitely very weird. I'll give you that. And they, of course, were both in and also both playing um, in Boardwalk Empire. And Michael Shannon's character is very weird there as well. Oh, I never watched Boardwalk Empire. Oh, I love, I, I, I love that show. Yeah, people like it. I never got around. I've also never seen it. I, I tried to watch it, and the first episode, I, was, I just couldn't, couldn't get through it. So, I mean, if you like The Sopranos and you like period pieces, it's a combination of those yeah. two things. Yeah, there's. it's a lot easier for me to do movies than TV. TV is too much of a commitment. It's got to be a really yeah. good show for me to get into it. Um, yeah. Or, 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 part, or yeah. being Podfluence to watch it, like Party Down, because I would I uh, would not have continued with Party Down if you guys weren't podcasting it. I was pretty disappointed. Oh, well, I, I don't know. No we're offense, we're but... glad you we, you like our podcast yeah, more. I like than, the podcast than, way uh, more than I like Party Down. Than a TV show that's on TV. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, we have our uh, our friends kind of reconnect after going their separate ways back. Uh, you know, to watch the, the uh, morning dawn. Yeah, and I like that too because that always reminds me of like those days when you have the the morning after that you've had a like, yeah. crazy party night and you just like sit down, yeah. like, talk, you know, sitting over like coffee or breakfast and you're just like, Oh, remember when this thing happened? Like that's just like it. Re- this is like reminiscent of me of so many times waking up the next morning and talking about a, a fun. Yeah. Night. Or not even the waking up. It's the, like when you're still up and like, you have like the, you eat the breakfast and then go to sleep from like one of those where it's like, mm-hmm. you're out, you were up till like, you know, out till five, and like you're just like disoriented, and the time time is off, and it's it's yeah. I don't know. There's, like I the, there's the, the, always the, like revelations in those, exactly, and that's that. what it like that's know. that's what this movie does for me. Like it reminds me of just like good times with friends, basically. And this yeah. like this this at the end of this movie reminds me of the good times I had with my friends over the last like, hour and a half. So yeah, uh, it's a good capstone on this movie. Yeah, um, and it's just at that moment that. We see that Isaac has a message from Betsy that she's in labor. Like 95 and, messages from Betsy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, per- yeah. I, apparently, he hasn't no- looked at his phone all night until now. And uh, so, yeah. So, Wait. Mr. Green rushes them to the hospital. No, they take Mr. Green's no, car. They, yeah. They yes. just steal his car. Oh, they, yeah. oh, so they, they they're the like, car. oh, we got to get Sorry. to the hospital. How are we going to get there? And they're like, oh, my God, it's Mr. Green's car. And he's not in. He's standing outside smoking a cigarette. They steal his he, car. He, and then he, he says, oh, I, I've, I've earned my wings, which is a nice callback to. Right, right, right. Got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and by the time they get there, we find out it's a false alarm, and 
Um, we sh- we have Isaac showing his wife the video and like confessing it to her, and she's like, "Good, like that's normal. Like you've been like kind of. It's kind of weird that like you were like not freaking out at all. I'm glad to see this." Were you guys freaking um, so, out before you had your first kid? No, um, not freaking out. I mean, I was like definitely there were things I was like dreading that like I would like to lose like certain freedoms and stuff, but like it wasn't like a freak out. You weren't worried about like, oh, I'm gonna raise a you know child in 18 years. What are they gonna be doing or whatever? No, no, that that wasn't a huge concern. Um, yeah. I feel like I could see myself being like Isaac because I'm a pretty like anxious person about stuff like that, and I feel like I would be like yeah. dreading the future at that point. Um. And I do like when they're driving to the when they're driving to the hospital. There's I don't know what Christmas song it is, but it's just like some really upbeat pop Christmas song. Um, and I love like fun upbeat Christmas songs like that. So I like that they play that. Um, I do wish this movie had the Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas Is You" because that's the only th- I think that's the only like, Christmas thing missing from this movie. <laughs> that's missing, yeah. Or better yet, um, "All I Want Is for Christmas Is Jews." Yes, exactly. Or they could have done that <laughs> Yeah, so you know, Chris has dinner with his mom and it t- tells her about the steroid use we talked about. And finally, Ethan goes to Diana's house and apologizes and says, you know, I'm here, I'm ready to meet your parents. And uh, she invites him in and uh, they have uh, some jokes, I think, about him fucking the, the dad, but uh, probably both, not both parents. Yeah. Both parents. Yeah. Isaac's yeah. uh, wife turns into a dragon as well when uh, yeah. he's still tripping. Because he's still tripping balls, yeah. <laughs> right uh but we fast forward to one year later when everyone's getting together to spend christmas together and isaac's baby can't fall asleep so they all get together and they serenade her and sing her to sleep and they that's the end of our film yeah no that's not the end then, then we have Except, no it's not yes <laughs> Then we have this crazy tag on scene with Tracy Morgan <laughs> and and Michael Shannon, where yeah, uh, plays yeah where Black, Black Santa is, is telling all the elves <laughs> the story about yeah. Isaac and Ethan and Chris. Um, yeah, yes, and uh, it's tacked on, but it's I don't know. It, it, it's one of those where when that comes up every time I see this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, Tracy Morgan was in this movie. Like, I totally <laughs> forgot that right. they're doing this bookend. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. All right. Well, Zach, as our guest, you tell us first, how do you rate this movie? I mean, I think it's obvious and I don't know. I think it's like a five. Oh, bro, you're busted. Five pretties. Oh. Oh, <laughs> and it's going to get a five letterbox, which I don't give fives on letterbox very often, but wow. I'll be giving five right. letterbox for this. Hey, you, you know, you like, yeah, it's, um, it, it's got its flaws, but I think it's just, it, it captures everything I love about Christmas as a Jew that likes. Christmas. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I'll say this uh, this movie was pretty, 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 pretty good. Three and a half pretties. Very solid movie. Made me laugh at times. Uh, not everything makes a whole ton of sense, but you know, whatever. It's it's good and fun enough, and I enjoyed myself. And um, I would certainly recommend it as like you know, just have the light watch to you know get together um, with some with some friends, get in the right mood, and uh, enjoy some laughs. And uh, we need to remind of in December to watch this movie again when it's Christmas time because I want you to rewatch it with no notes. Just rewatch it and bask in the humor of this movie. Okay. I'll give it another one. Yeah, I liked it enough to rewatch it at some point. Sure. And Alex, how about you? Yeah, I will say um, everyone in the cast absolutely rocks it. I think the cast just does a phenomenal job. It's a, it's a huge cast and everybody does a great job. As I said earlier, the, the first watch I did not enjoy the first 20 minutes or so, but I'm glad I powered through by the end of viewing number two, which was yesterday, I was up to pretty, 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 pretty good. That's four and a half for me. Um, 
it, it, it has to go to four and a half because, as I said, there's like at least a half a dozen <laughs> scenes where I'm like literally LOLing, like literally <laughs> laughing <Yes>. out loud, <laughs> which is which is hard to do when you're watching a movie by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 And for a very different type of movie that I think is, is similar in one way. So last night I watched After Sun, which is from last year. It's a very <laughs> yeah. depressing movie from last year, but I watched it for the second yeah, I time. Saw it. Because the first time oh, I watched wow. it, I didn't. I was like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get what people like about this. It's one of, I think it's my brother's top movie from last year. I know I've really liked it. I didn't get much out of it. I watched it the second time, the day after, and I got so much more out of it the second watch. And I think that is just a, uh, it is hard to find time to watch movies twice, let alone once. But yeah. I think yeah. sometimes a movie really appreciates on a rewatch. And so this movie, yeah. I also, I just it. stick with certain movies, and After Studies probably falls in that category. Is like you do, sometimes certain movies like you don't realize until like halfway through the movie or even the end of the movie like what the movie was yeah so it's like you're just like you're waiting for like the story or you're waiting for like something and just like no like it's not doing that and then it's like when you watch the second time you, like you understand like what the flashbacks are yep, more exactly. yep and it's just like all it's like the things that were confusing and just kind of like taking you out of it i could see how they would you much more appreciate because you're like you're you're like waiting for those parts now yeah anybody who didn't like after sun i would tell them to watch it a second time because i think it's it's it it is a devastating movie the second time uh this is probably the only podcast that ever compared after sun and the night before but we've done that <laughs> yeah check it out oh come on be a come with guy uh, uh, Chris, we'll let you go right. first again uh who's your come with guy or who's chris me yeah, who's Chris? Why do you oh. call Chris? Name is Zach. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, not in the, I'm not in the NFL. Uh, well, I, was, I was reading my notes, but uh, yeah, Zach, Zach, we'll go with yeah. you instead. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd written down who my come with guy is, and I should know this. Oh, it's Mr. Green. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, it's it could be Mr. Green. It could be Seth Rogen. It could be Michael Shannon. But Mr. Green is very, uh, very much come with. So. Mm. And other Chris, what about you? Um, I went with a lot of Glazer. She gets all oh. the sex. She gets all the weed. She comes out on top. She's having the most fun. She's the come with gal. Yeah, uh, I I have to go with Zach here. It, it's Mr. Green. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Michael Shannon's amazing. Um, yeah. If I, uh, there's a lot of people in this movie I'd want to hang out with, but he has to be number one. He's 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 awesome. He's so funny. Yeah, he's he's flawless. If I could, I'd sit until twelve of you to death by my foot up your ass, fucking assholes. My fucking asshole though is someone who I've just mentioned. It's Rebecca Grinch. She literally is the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. To, to me, she's hey, Grinch, a you're a Grinch. Yeah. yeah, no, no brainer, fucking asshole here. But uh, Zach, what about you? So I had a couple nominees for fucking asshole. Uh, Rebecca Grinch, I think, is up there. Mm. I also thought about Chris's mom just because she makes him admit that he did steroids, which just serves nobody yeah. at all. Yeah. Like it's just pointless. <laughs> um, but I think I'm gonna give it to Isaac, even though he's the main character of the movie, because the whole like promposal that he does and just puts Diana in such a weird spot. Where she has to Ethan. say yes. Yes, I said Isaac. Yes, I meant Ethan. Yeah. Yes, just okay. Isaac is definitely not a fucking asshole. I love Isaac. Uh, <laughs> no, Ethan, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. So he he does the whole proposal. Yeah, uh, don't pro- don't don't propose to somebody in public. Ever. No, especially in front of like she's a big Miley Cyrus fan, and now she's yeah. pressuring yeah. Miley Cyrus. It's funny. And- I I could I considered Miley Cyrus for urging him to propose, but she doesn't know. She doesn't know what's going on. She, yeah. I mean, she's Miley Cyrus. Um, I, I do think like this movie is what I like about this movie too is that it it elevates Wrecking Ball because Party in the USA is the number one Miley song, but this does make Wrecking Ball right. very clearly number two. So, um. Yeah. It's a good so, song. Yes. So Ethan is my fucking asshole. Mm, okay. Also, he's um, just like a whiny man. Like, yeah, it, he's pretty annoying. Like, I know he's supposed to be the straight man, but he's just like a whiny lead. And he's just like, I, I get why these guys want to ditch him. Yeah. And Av, what about you? 
My fucking asshole is our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, Tommy Owens, who died for their sins and caused a whole lot of trouble thereafter and uh, sent our boy Chris on a wild goose case for weed he didn't even need. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. I mean, the Jets probably signed Tommy Owens the next year. They're like, after, oh, after he injured. injured his head. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And do, you think, there, do you think Kirk Cousins was, would ever no, go by the Messiah? There was or is no that second. too blasphemous? Yeah, that'd be too blasphemous for him. Yeah. Yeah. I would just stop with the Ted dance. <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. All right. So we, we mentioned before the, the three people in this movie, the cameos all playing themselves uh, Miley Cyrus, and then apparently. Uh, James Franco and of course <laughs> yeah. Barry Davis. I, I, I like um up on the roof when Mr. Green is talking to Ethan and he's like, Ethan, what's wrong? And Ethan's all morose as is usual. And he's like, How is Miley Cyrus? And he's like, She was okay. Ethan, you and I both know Miley was flawless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Show some goddamn respect. Yeah. But um ah, ah is it time for the postman? No, we have to do cameos. I, I just said the three cameos. Oh, you did? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I think with Baron Davis, I will say the only thing I ever think about it with Baron Davis is there was a random playoff game when he was still on the Hornets, I believe. Uh, maybe Hornets. the Pelicans at the time. Um, and he hit a three to win a game in the playoffs and it was on TNT and it was like 2003, maybe 2004. And that's what I always think about with Baron Davis. And otherwise, Oh, not when, <laughs> not when he was the eight seed warriors upsetting the Mavs in 07. No, not, I mean, I forget that he was on that team. Um, oh, Cause yeah, that was, I feel like his highest profile moment in the NBA. No, and, but he had a, he had a game winner for the Hornet. It was, it was a chart with there were the Charlotte Hornets at the time. I think or um, New Orleans, New Orleans Hornets. I think. Yeah. We were the New Orleans Hornets. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just remember him hitting a three to win. They, I think they were the eight seed then. And I don't know why. That's what I always think of with Baron Davis. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, he dated Laura Dern also like a year or two after this movie. Oh, came that's out. right. Yeah. Oh, What's really? Baron Davis with, doing with, these days? Is he a coach or anything? Or is he just hanging out in clubs? I'm not sure. But I just remember when him and Laura, Laura Dern were together, like the whole world was like in love with that couple. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Power couple. Um, the last team he was on was called Three's Company. I'm assuming that's the big three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not a team. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember when he was on the big three. Um, oh. that uh, average seventeen and nine. Oh no, he he had seventeen and nine in one game. Average oh. fifteen, four oh. and one. Okay. Wow, we're That's going to big, big three, three stats. stats. Very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say his career averages in the NBA are probably pretty close to seventeen and nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. fifteen and I think he only played a lot to like twenty-four in the big three. So I have no, I have no idea what the big three rules. Are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing Ob doesn't either. I do that. Yeah. All right, is it postman time now, Alf? Yes, yes. Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a shanda, Larry! Larry David! You are a lousy Jew! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A shanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! And at least one fewer postman than usual because he's a lot in the room. Yeah, so uh, first up we have Jim Crumley, who says the night before is decent stoner fun. The leads are having a good time, which is enough to carry it, which is good because the premise and plot don't always make sense. Three and a half pretty parties. Yeah, Come with guy, Chris. He has been the NFL for five plus years, and he still finds a way to get back to spend every Christmas Eve with his high school friends. And the fucking asshole is James Franco. 
Um, okay, Zach, this would be your uh, usual spot, but you said you have a uh, picture in your pocket. I mean, do you have another person in the postman? I do, but I don't think it's who you have. Oh, it's not Owen. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have an addition. He said he forgot to mention. Something. Oh, I thought maybe you were bringing oh. in, I thought you were making bringing in Brendan as a debut. No, that's Brendan, what I that's what I assume. No, Brendan yeah. doesn't like this movie as much as me. Um, I don't even. I told me he should listen to this podcast when it comes out. I'll be curious if he does. And <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Uh, I told him you know now the, the the our rule is that if we talk about movies on another podcast, they're not eligible for movie ladder podcast. So he's talked about almost famous. I've done this. I've done. Uh, I did one on Mean Girls on post show recaps back in the day. So. These are all these movies are all no all, longer uh, eligible. You're disqualifying all these movies left and right. Wow. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, not to bury the lead, we uh, we end off as we once always did with Owen Allen, who says, "What an annoying start." Was certain the most beautiful woman you ever did see was going to be the blonde's reddish hair friend. Hope the Tommy Owens character was a reference to the character from the Sean O'Casey's Irish War of Independence play, The Shadow of a Gunman. Yeah. I certainly <laughs> hope so, and I'm pretty sure it was. And yes. I'll go to my great bleeding. Uh, but that didn't seem to track, unfortunately. Oh, so possibly not. How cold was Lizzie Kaplan in that little jumper outdoors at the end as well? Bad boyfriend material not letting her warm up. I didn't notice her. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, surprisingly decent. Went at a hectic pace, but some actors who brought a lower, more subtle energy helped with the flow. Come with Gal as Jillian Bell enjoyed her presence on screen and her subtle low-key performance, and Will worked well against the mad and chaos. Of course, also, she gave her husband a box of drugs and said, go have fun. <laughs> uh, fucking asshole is listener Olin for deserting you guys for so long. <laughs> True. Having drafted an email, left this part blank, and can't really remember who is asshole material. <laughs> All right, the self asshole. I respect so, that. So, uh, is that the end of his email? Yeah. Well, he gave he gave a rating of uh, solid mid tier three pretties. Yes, he's one of those people who shows up on my letterbox. It's three pretties, uh, three stars on letterbox. Uh, he also added. So this was kind of feedback for both the Secret Life of Walter Mitty that we did on Movie Ladder yesterday and the night before. Uh, both uh-huh. movies have karaoke scenes, and he said uh, he appreciated the karaoke scene in Secret Life of Walter Mitty much more than the night before. He thought it was, uh, he didn't like this karaoke scene in this. Mm. When's the last time uh, you did karaoke, Zach? Oh, uh, not that long ago, actually. Um, like six months ago. I, I I feel like I go to bars and there's karaoke. My friends are always surprised I like doing karaoke. So. Okay, what about you, Av? I like karaoke. Um, I obviously have to drink a, a whole oh, lot yeah, yeah. in order yeah, to make it happen. So, uh, but I enjoy it. You're mentally ill. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think karaoke is fun. I used to, I used to like it. Yeah, you gotta have a go-to. I haven't, I haven't got, I haven't got in like twenty years. Probably, yeah, probably, but yeah. The, the problem is, years, yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Jen is very much not a karaoke oh, So that's fine. there's and a place. I, by I, me I, feel, that I feel like, like, I feel like there's like when you when you're at like a, a party with your significant other that's mm-hmm. involving karaoke. Like the expectation is you're going as a duo. Yeah, um, I think so. You have to have a, a go-to karaoke song. And I have a couple. So one is Basket Case by Green Day. Like the Ooh. crowd always gets into that. It's like not one that people always do. And it's pretty easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. And then I like doing the song from um, Stars Born. Um, the, the duet. The song? Star- yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Shallows from Stars yeah. Born. That's always fun. Me and my, my friend yeah. Paul always do that. So it's like ironic that we do that together. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think you got to you got to think of your go to karaoke song before you go. And it's got to be something that's like, obscure enough that somebody else isn't going to take it. That's why oh. Christmas and Hollis is great, but also uh, not good. Because of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
And actually, you know, speaking of After Sun, there's also a karaoke scene in After Sun. So I watched on Monday night, I watched three movies, all that had karaoke in them. So I did a nice little movie ladder. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. All right. So that's uh, that's the end of the post, bud. Nice. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, next week, what are we doing now? That's a good question. Uh, we had some other movies on our list. Um, there were a couple I wanted to read that were said in the chat that I just uh, we I don't think we said in the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, or at least these are the ones I wrote down. We had from Olin suggested Hot Tub Time Machine for Lizzie Kaplan, and then Hot Tub Time Machine Two for Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do a, a crossover with Renaf. I, I hear that you're doing that with them. In your hot tub. Apparently, something like that is happening. Watching yeah. a movie in your hot tub. Something like that. Podcast yeah. about it. And I did right. say this in the group, but Secret Life of Walter Mitty would have been a very good choice for you guys to do um, because it had uh, um, Ben Stiller in it. It had, um, not blanking on who else was in it, but um, yes, there were, I, I put it in the chat. There were lots of, lots of connections between this movie and, or between the Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. So, um, but you can't do it because we already did on a movie ladder this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't need to do it. Um, I mean, Ian suggested um, that there was a really mediocre movie he watched on Hulu starring Kyle <laughs> called The Turkey Bowl, where it's a Thanksgiving turkey game. So, yeah, I, I don't think we have to watch the very mediocre movie starring Kyle. Yeah. Um, what, Adam what Scott and Ted Oswald. Those are the two people I was trying to think of, and I'm just my brains. And John Daly, who plays one of the postmen uh, in Curb, was also. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, and then we had previously talked about um, doing some of the other David Wade movies like Wet Hot, American Summer, Wonderlust, uh, Role Models was discussed. Yeah. Um, I, I think Wet Hot Models American would be a good one. Oh, I think Wet Hot American Summer would make sense as the next one. It's it's the okay. It's the first David Wade movie. The 10 is the second. Role Models is third if we're going in that order. Okay. Well, we didn't go that order, but fine. So why don't, yeah. whatever. Let's do let's do those two. I think those are the two best, and I don't care about the order. Okay. Um, so wet Hot American Summer is what we're doing next? I think yeah. we're going to do Wet Hot American Summer and then, and, roll, and, uh, and then Roll Models, and then we'll see where we are. Um, and I will say that next week I am going to be away traveling, and I am not going to be recording a podcast. So we'll uh, we'll see you in uh, two weeks at the earliest for nice. our I do think, like, Wet Hot American keep, Summer. Keep uh, Three Men and a Baby on your list. I feel like you guys poo-pooed it last week. But it's a really fun 80s I, movie. And you know, I, I liked it. I just like just saw it. So I'm yeah, like, that's the I, problem. I just I, saw I, the night before, and I watched it for you guys. So you can you can watch it again. <laughs> true. I would true. do Three Men and a Baby if Av is willing to reverse his. Uh... Yeah, maybe maybe when it like do that right before Party Down starts, so you get a little distance from your rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, for now, let's say Wet Hot American Summer uh, will be next. So watch that, and we'll be back to you soon. Uh, Zach, tell us about what's going on with the movie ladder. Yeah, we did what Secret Life of Walter Mitty, uh, which was a surprisingly good movie. I remember seeing the trailer for that, not thinking it was going to be any good. And I, I really, really liked that movie. Four and a half pretties for me on that movie. Wow. Or, yeah, four cool. pretties. Sorry, four pretties on that movie. Um, and next week we are uh, going to be doing something wild. Not the movie, something wild. We're going to be doing a movie that is wild. 
but I cannot reveal what that movie is until Friday. So I can't say what it no. is. Okay. But you can listen All to right, per- well. you can listen to Movie Ladder and find out what we're watching next week. Well, I already have and I could tell you it's uh it's a favorite of mine. So I'm looking forward to listening to it. We have a good guest week. already lined up for next week too. All right. All right. Is he uh is he a singer with a strong baritone voice by any chance? Uh he does have a baritone voice and you may <laughs> hear him on a uh, TV and movie recap podcast network with a red logo that has Chamba Casino ads before each episode. Uh, I see. All right. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. Um all right. Well, yeah, Zach, this was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone uh, listen to the Movie Ladder podcast. And watch and the night before next Christmas. Hopefully it's not somewhere easier to stream this. This was on. Uh, I think I had to watch it with ads this time because I didn't want to. Yeah. yeah. It, it was on Amazon Prime, but with ads. Yeah, yeah. It was like freebie. I think I'm hoping that it, it needs yeah. to be streaming somewhere. It should be on Netflix or Peacock or something. Yeah. Wet Hot American Summer, I think, is I'm looking. Oh, yeah. We you should can, say you can rent, oh, okay. <laughs> you can rent it for four bucks everywhere, but it doesn't seem to be. Free All right. Anywhere. Fine. Yeah, well, we always we always do at least this one you can do that last last one the, the ten, 10 you could yeah, even do that yeah exactly <laughs> you uh, could even rent it you know uh, <laughs> if you have a local that library exists. that's always a great place to check you can get the Blu-rays from the local library it's free mm. your tax dollars at work you might as well go there and the Blu-ray goes where into the Blu-ray player. I mean, you can buy yeah, a Blu-ray no, player. I, like I have, I have, I have, I yeah, yeah, yeah. have a Blu-ray player. I have a Blu-ray player, and it's yeah. I know it's. I, I got rid of my Blu-ray player, and now I have one, and it's it's nice to have. Except sometimes the things skip, but um, yeah, uh, only ninety-seven minutes for what had American Summer. So yeah, All David right. Wayne. Know, David Wade knows how to uh, you know keep you in and out. Well, it's kind of surprising it's not on Netflix, considering yeah. all the shows are on Netflix. There's two shows. Right, on Netflix, that's true. So. Yeah, these guys, they're all dumping content. No one wants it anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I forget how Ken can... Marino was in this movie. How can yeah. I... Great cast. Yeah. Who does that's... he do that? Oh, I guess I'll find out. Um... Yeah, it's the whole uh, it's that whole crew. Yeah, the state I crew. thought I had watched this recently, but it's been, I mean, I haven't watched this since I've been logging movies on Letterboxd, so it's been almost oh, wow. a few years. Yeah. So, all right, nice. well, excited Whatever. for the rewatch. Next, yeah, next two weeks, I'll get to watch it again. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to you guys later. Have a good night. All right, bye. bye. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps setting up I think I'm cracking up And am I just paranoid? Am I just stuck? I went to a shrink To analyze my dreams She says it's like a sex that's bringing me Grasping to come